Well, folks, for much of the last year, almost exactly a year now, in fact, we have tried to bring you um, entertainment of a Friday evening. As of last week, that moved to a Thursday evening. And this has been a thing that we have done as a community. We often have compared, compared it to kind of showing up at the bar. You know, none of us drinks. That's really a bad comparison of them. Well, there's one person. We'll, we'll leave him. He's not on tonight. And, you know, we show up and we just talk as friends. You know, and, and when we see you guys as being part of that. Um, tonight, that will be more literally the case. As of this moment, 40 seconds into the show, I do not know what is ahead of us. In three hours, this may be deemed the worst show we ever did. In an hour, it may be the end of the platform. But for all I know, the end of this night, you will say, man, those grinners know what they're doing over there. I do not know. It's a mystery to me. It's a mystery to you. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to hit this green train a second, and there's going to be a pal waiting for us on the other side. Now, he's familiar to you. You may have seen him last night. Great friend of the show. We'll meet him in a moment, all right? We'll re-meet him, reintroduce ourselves in a moment. Throughout the night, there will be other um, cohorts, luminaries of the chat, cowboy hat wearing uh, filth, so on, so forth. Many different folks will be on tonight's show, I think. Or maybe it will just be the two people that you're about to see on the back of this intro. Nonetheless, here it is via confirmed shoot, folks. As always, enjoy the booming, elaborate, wonderful grin show. Here it is. Late night grin. Also, what um, what does that name mean? folks the first day the rest of our lives manny i see that you have a prop of some kind not the kind of prop i'd expect you to be armed with here at this time i see i see spinner belt manny yeah i was gonna bring my aw title down but yeah it's the one that doesn't fall from the wall so i didn't want to mess with it the spinner one always falls off the wall mm. and before we started the podcast it fell so i grabbed it well that's fair i just i have to be honest we're friends I think that was an interesting political statement, you know, leading with WWE propaganda. It's on some podcasts that are here inside. I'll get you in some trouble, you know. Not this one, but on some podcasts. Speaking of trouble, we have another guest has arrived. Um, if you would like to put in the private chat, 
which you will see to the right of his screen, whether or not he's ready to come on the show, that'd be very appreciated. He's not got a camera. He's not backup hangman. <laughs> he may be here. I don't know. Here we go, folks. We have a grinner is here. We do not know what this will sound or look like. Tope Suicida, I bring you onto the podium. Um, how are you this evening? I'm good. Does this sound okay? Yes. Yeah, that's very good. That sounded good. We we understand. Well, this is this is off to a good wow. start. We should do this more often. All right, it's a lot cheaper for me too. This is good shit. Okay, before I go back to you, Topo, this this stick with Manny for a second because I I buried you about the belt. But how are you doing tonight, pal? Doing all right. My dog was sleeping the whole day, and as soon as I start this podcast, she yeah. now she's climbing all over me and wants to play. I my grim brother. That's our power. Um, yeah. you get what you get, I suppose. Topo. Sounding great over there with your in your studio apartment. Are you ready to talk about life, cinema, and wrestling tonight? Of course. Uh, yeah. Speaking of dogs, the uh, the reason I'm late is the dog that I'm dog sitting right now. Just 25 minutes to get him inside. I was I I looked at I looked at my phone. It was like 9:02. I'm like, oh shit. You fit in immediately with being late. Um, I will say that if you're going to start with speaking of dogs, you should immediately put yourself over. But you know, you'll know, uh, you'll learn it, you'll learn the ropes. It's fine. It's fine. I'll do that man. enough tonight. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> Mission <laughs> statement out the gate here from Young Tope to a seed. Now, folks, I do want to make this clear. This is actually important. Um, I was not selective. Obviously, Manny's, you know, we've shared the screen. We're, you know, great co-stars. But when it comes to the pieces of shit that will stop through tonight's show, I was not um, pursuing them so much. What happened was, Tope, you can speak to this a little bit. You fellas are doing a Nitro project, right? And so in the middle of discussing what we were going to do with this Nitro thing, Confirmed Shoot would inform me that he was not going to do the grin. And I think you can speak to this better than I can. I just sort of said, are you going to be on the grin tomorrow night, guys? And then we kind of went from there. So speak a little bit to the uh, how this whole shit came together, pal. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a bit at first, to be honest. You, you were just like, it was, I think it was uh, me, Chris, and Dukes uh, started watching Nitro. Just because, like, I think it was Dukes was the first one that posted he was watching. And I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll hop in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I made a Twitter DM called the Youth Day Night Wars. So the young <laughs> grinners can uh, can all watch uh, the Monday Night Wars. And then uh, you were just like, oh, who wants to be on the gring? I'm sure. Well, you know, I'm in a bit of a predicament here. You know, I, we have a hell of a lineup. Um it's like one of those scenarios where a sports team gets food poisoning, you know? <laughs> we still got – the show must go on, brother. It is what it is. Manny, I know you're um, – for some reason, you've listened to this show before. But yeah. this is this is vaguely familiar to you. Right? As I said to you before, you're, yeah. you're a veteran tonight, Manny. You know, you're a veteran. I am. When I, when I agreed to do this, part of my head was just like, man, I'm, I don't have anything to listen to when I work on Sunday or Saturday. <laughs> but I, was, you know, I said, I'm not doing anything, so I want to come hang out. <laughs> That works. So I was listening to the Dynamite review, and you're just like, I don't know who I'm gonna do it with. It's just gonna be me, I guess. And I was like, I'll go on. I'm not doing anything anyways. There you go. Well, I will say that um, last night I was not. I was very excited to just circle back because we did the preview. So yeah. I actually think it makes sense to lead with that as we wait for our our cohorts to arrive along the way. Um, an eventful episode of Dynamite last night. I'll go straight to you, Tope. Highlight of the program last night. Uh, I mean, I feel like everyone, everyone's saying the, the big return with Punk and everything, which obviously popped me huge. Uh, as far as match wise, I'd probably go with, uh, the opener, uh, just cause I like the, uh, I like the ending. Uh, although like, I will say this, uh, 
this wasn't the my favorite dynamite of recent weeks i guess for me it wow. just like kind of Whoa. felt a little off but like that's just personal preference i guess Again, folks hear the promos i uh, i'm gonna put a banner on the screen to update everyone on what's going on here manny what was your highlight of dynamite the lucha match in the trios tournament god bless so this rules because my highlight was jericho moxley so it tells us a lot about where the show's at this point that we had three answers and all of them are like totally was, fair well i was gonna like the like, coolest part about that match was at the end when moxley was dapping up Claudio. <laughs> i thought that was like the best part like they, you can see Claudio so happy just like yes we won big one like they're like mm -hmm. they were a championship game and i was just like man this is so awesome I love that they're like a fight team, don't you? Like it fucking it fucking rules. And, then um, and JR too so happy that it's like Punk's back. He's just so happy, yeah. just like he can finally watch the show and then he has a big payoff at the end. Um Topi, it appears that our producer here is quickly alleged that you're in fact a hater. Your response to this uh to this talk? Absolutely accurate. Yeah, well, I respect it. There you go. That's much better, much better answer. Um now in all seriousness, I want to talk about this Brody King business for a minute. Because I was listening to those pieces of shit over at Wrestle Purists, who have got like 400 viewers right now, because my God, it's insane over there, man. You can speak to it. It was Kate. Monty was getting the fuck beaten out of him, you know? I wasn't listening to it, but I was just, like, I just see the group chat, everybody just going crazy. I'm like, it's AO and hey, man, I don't know. And I didn't listen to it either because I didn't want like their opinions to like mess with mine because I just, I already know hey, man. I'm going to get upset listening yeah. to him. It was, it was absurd. It was ridiculous. But anyway. He said something that was interesting. He said, if you take Brock out of the picture, Brody King is the best big man in the States right now. Yeah. And I kind of went, that's a, that's a fresh take. I haven't heard anyone else say it, but I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Um, Tope, your instinctual reaction to this idea that is Brody, where does he rank on your favorite big men to watch right now in the States? Uh, when you initially said it, I couldn't think of, like, no one came to mind that I necessarily Ooh. liked more. Um, I mean, I he's he's a big ass dude with tats that just kills people. I mean, what's not to love? Action figure guy too, which is um incredible performance art. Respect it very much. I like him updating me on the latest by his Instagram stories. Very good stuff. Um, he nailed that finish last night, Manny. Where is Brody King on the uh, on your personal sort of big board of big men? <laughs> I guess is the right way to phrase it. <laughs> Same thing with Tope. I was the first name that came to my mind was like Jonah, but I was like, no way, Jonah and Brody King should oh be the same sentence. Like yeah. I just Brody King's just so awesome, and then like that war paint he had on with all the blood like leaking out. I was like, man, this guy's a Viking, man. Like this guy is just a monster. Bro, every time he like stopped and stood still, the floor was just blood. <laughs> it was fucking grotesque. It ruled. Um it's interesting. Chat saying Keith Lee. I can't argue with you know Keith. He's a different. Oh. He's a different like genre of top guy, isn't he? A big guy. It makes sense, right? He's like. I think yeah. I didn't even think about him. I think big guy. I think of like someone like Vader that goes in there and just like, like a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Keith's like a. It's weird because Keith's like a moves guy, but he's like three hundred pounds, <laughs> which is yeah. fucking insane. Oh Walter, but I mean Walter hasn't had like a match that he's made like, you like oh. That's he's buck fifty now, bro. He's buck fifty. He's like, he's on two hundred five live and shit. You know, he has no titty, so it doesn't count. Factual. Um, what a shame. Let's uh, <laughs> 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 circle back to the punk business. Um, is this the biggest match that AEW have ever booked 
What do you think? Big nod from Manny Tope. You've not got a camera, so I'll go to you. What do you reckon? Biggest match AEW's ever booked, Punk Moxley? I think there may be an argument for Omega Mox, um, but like uh, for just like pure like name recognition and everything, I think this one for sure. Manny, you look very confident on this. You look bullish. Yeah. Biggest one. I think the closest one you could think of was Bucks and FTR. But the thing that hurt them was there's no crowd. There was like yeah. nothing they can do to make the match feel bigger, especially with that weird dynamic between heel and face. So I feel like this is just like and then you can also throw in Omega Hangman, the first one, or the for the title bid, you know, all the hype died down for Hangman by the time the match happened. So this yeah. one just feels blockbuster. This feels like the two biggest stars of the company going at each other. I will say, I do think it's easy to forget how magical that was, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. that that Kenny Bryan thing was like a very unique set of circumstances because Bryan had just came in and that was his like first match in the promotion, which is fucking insane to think about. That was a very special time. So that one's up there too. But I there feel like is something to this. This was a title though. Yeah. No, you're right. So, and it's, I mean, that was a there was a story there. Don't be wrong. And the idea was just like, let me prove I'm the better wrestler. But it feels like this has got potential to be more than that, doesn't it? It feels like this is going to be something heated, something kind of um, something special. Honestly, I'm intrigued, Tope. What do you think? Uh, what's your expectations for what this program looks like? Are you expecting it to be like the Hangman program, where Punk is kind of confused as to why Mox is so mad, or you think it's going to be more kind of heated than that? All around, what do you reckon? I think the best comparison I could make is uh, the uh, Marvel Civil War movie, where it's kind of like a pick your side type deal. <laughs> like, because because I don't I don't think I think Mox is gonna be like the heel in the match, like he has been in recent matches. Yeah. Um, but like he's, I mean, he's beloved. He's he's definitely not a heel uh, mm -hmm. in the in the like normal sense. Um, so I, I definitely could see it being like a, a team punk or a team Moxley to a greater extent than the handman versus punk. Interesting, Manny. Where do you stand on this? Firstly, what do you expect it to look like? And then you, you, you know, you want to get into kind of what you would like it to look like as we have about three weeks left here to build this well, big time match. I expect a lot of blood. <laughs> That's what I think. And, and it's, I feel it's kind of weird. Like, this is just me thinking about it. It's like, well, are we going to see like a big tag match with like in between them? Because you see, because you know how FTR was uh, CM Punk's like tag team, but now they're aligned with Warlow. Can we probably see like a huge mm. four on four with the with the BCC? And I'm just like, man, I hope that happens. Like we and should, yeah. You got Warlow saying that Bret Hart's the favorite wrestler now, <laughs> because you can definitely pin you in the eight man tag. Yeah. Like, you 100% can have Wardlow pin Wheelie Ura and not lose anything, right? Like, yeah. that's a crazy match, dude. So, Mox, Claudio, Danielson, Utah versus FTR, Wardlow, and Punk. Yeah. That's fucking insane. I'm all in on that, Tope. What do you think of this, uh, the all-star tag idea? What do you reckon? Oh, I mean, that sounds amazing, obviously. Also, I want to point out, how how the heck do you guys read chat while doing this? This is oh. This is so confusing. Bro, if you see me sometimes, like when I'm doing the yeah. burp, have like my brain will just fucking like short circuit. Like I'll be talking about something, I'll read something. So in my mind, I'm thinking I need to go back to that, and I just keep, you know, I just keep going. It's a, it's a real problem. It's a difficult thing. I actually think the chat's great. We're shooting, I talk about this a lot. 
there's definitely there can be a balance you have to strike with the chat, you know. I try and read it so I'm not like ignoring the chat, but I very much have become aware that at one point the grim was us just being like, Well, hold on, Drew, <laughs> you know, goalie, hold that, you know. Which I think is saying we've tr we try to avoid now because as you can probably tell doing this, it can really cut off conversation and such. But you'll get it, kid. Don't worry about it. All right? Just tuck your chin on those bumps. All right. But when that for another thing with that four like that eight man tag, yes. that you know how over that match is going to be. Oh, fucking incredible! Yes. Man, everybody in that match is crazy over, and everybody's like a baby face in that match. Or I just feel like, Shh. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's, that's spectacular. It's absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's even better because I think Punk Danielson's after Ash. I think that's a lock. I've said this for months, but I think it's, it just makes so much sense because Danielson's going to win next week. He's going to beat Jericho all out, you'd imagine, and then he's then he's rolling right, and you can do yeah. him and Punk. It's like, fuck, man, that after Ash, that's that's beautiful. That Danielson thing is kind of weird too. Like how he just like he wasn't even involved with the BCC yesterday when they were in that big brawl, or he hasn't even been with them. Since Claudio yeah. showed up, so it's kind of like it's like Garcia, that. Man. Them. Yeah, Garcia. Garcia kicked the shit out of him. You know, it was a, it was um it was very dramatic the way they portrayed that. It'll be interesting how they work it into next week's match. I'm very intrigued. I have to ask though, guys. You know, we've talked it through a little bit here in terms of what the uh, the match itself looks like or the program. Who should win? Who should win is the key, and not who will win. Who should win? Manny, I'll go to you first. Who should leave with the world's title all out? Man, I don't know. Like, because mm -hmm. like, like when I first got into AW, my I, I got because the elite, but now I'm like a BCC guy, so it's just like, I mean, I don't know if I want, I want, I don't know, like uh, if I want Moxley to win or I want Punk to win, who's also one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So it's just like, man, it's just hard, and it makes it fun for a fan too, because. I think we're going yeah. to back-to-back -back pay per views where we don't know who's going to win the main mm -hmm. event, main event championship, whatever. It's, it's so, it's such a unique moment because it does feel. I think Punk should win. Yeah, but I can't shake this like instinctual gut feeling that that's not the right move for whatever reason. Like it feels like Mox is on such a heater, you know. Like, bro, listen, Chris Jericho's great. God bless him, but like. Mox had like a fucking four and a half star match for Chris Jericho last night, man. Like, Mox is on a different level right now. Tope, where do you stand on this great debate, Mox and Punk? Uh, it's it's very tough to take it off of Punk. I mean, he hasn't like his title run was what like four days before he got hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, so and it's his first one. Like, you can make the argument Mox has already had his reign, even though it was during COVID and the lockdown. Uh. But I, I agree with you. It's like I'm I'm personally pulling for Mox, uh, just because like he's my wrestler of the year right now. It feels like he could wrestle me and bring me to like mm -hmm. a four star match. Well, um, one. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I saw uh, someone in chat brought up the uh, the potential of if if this MJF business is like somewhat settled behind the scenes. Obviously, we don't know much, or at least I don't know much. Mm -hmm. um, if MJF is like back willing to play ball, I think it could be a very interesting angle to basically do a Money in the Bank 2011 type deal uh, 
but roles reversed and have an MJF play that punk figure. I find this to be very difficult, the MJF business here, because it's like if MJF goes for punk, he has to win, right? Do we all agree on that? Like if you do the angle, you can't have MJF shoot the angle and then have him just lose the title match, right? It's yeah. like you, you're kind of stuck there. So it's um, it's a really challenging one where you only go in that direction, I think, if you're really confident you want to build the show around MJF, which is not that's not wrong necessarily. Um, I just don't know if that's where the puzzle pieces lay right now. You know, like we just said we don't want to cut Punk's tire rain off, but it's like, fuck, if you shoot that MJF angle, Feels like MJF has to win the belt there, doesn't it? Like, unless you kind of screw him and then he becomes a kind of weird um, baby face. It's really challenging, the MJF thing. I really don't know what that looks like. Manny, where do you stand on how would you bring back MJF at this point? It seems like a really difficult kind of bridge to cross. Yeah, I'm not really like a big MJF kind of guy. So it's just like, I don't really, for me, not really caring what he does, but at the same time, I feel like he's just like this big, figure over the promotion like once mm-hmm. he comes in he's just gonna be all over it and i don't know if he comes in because i know i think it was Wade that reported it, that next year he'll just become a baby face and that's what he was gonna do the mm-hmm. rest of the year so i don't know if you just make that come back when he comes back he's just a baby face and he goes after punk but i'm like man i don't know if you want to cut punk's legs off because we still need the danielson match the omega match the yeah. Samoa Joe match, you know, we need all these mm. matches, and I feel like it's like it's more interesting when he has the title than without. And the other problem is, I agree with it in the chat saying that he could come as a babyface, and you just mentioned it. But if you look at the roster right now, like that ain't what they need, man. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't need Max coming in as a babyface and going fifteen deep on the babyface side and five deep on the heel side. Like I get you could turn Punk. But like, what is that? How do you tell that story? Like, Tope, I'll go to you on this because I genuinely don't have an answer. I'm just kind of thinking it through. Like, in a world in which MJF is the babyface, does that not validate all the things he said in his promo and therefore make AEW the heel? You know, like it, that's the part that confuses me. Where do you stand, Tope, on the uh, on the kind of MJF babyface heel dynamic at play? I think. I, I agree that it's it's very it's a very fine line that you have to do if you're gonna tell this story. I think the best way to do it would be the punk turn and actually have MJF as the babyface and then essentially have MJF as I mean uh, CM Punk as the John Cena figure in this promotion. Yeah. yeah. It's just I think it's good, but I just it worries me, you know. Well, you Stop know, playing punk- with fire. You know, Punk works as an authority figure. If you see him, like on the yeah. like on interviews and stuff, he sounds like he's a part of the office and like it works. Punk, yeah, yeah. It's when he kind of runs everything through him and the way he conducts himself, you just feel like he's one mm-hmm. of the main guys there. So it would kind of make sense, like, "Well, you're holding me down," but then it's like, "Well, FCR is doing the same thing with the Bucks." I think it's objectively a compelling story. You know, I think it's a logical story. I I like it. In a vacuum, I just worry about what kind of signals in a big picture sense, you know? Like, you basically had the most awful person on the show, the character, I mean, go out there and be like, I'm underpaid and Tony Khan's a fucking idiot. And then, like, <laughs> if he eventually is the baby face, like, man, that's kind of wild. You know, that's some <laughs> that's some Monday Night Raw 1998 shit. Um, and the crowd loved it. Yeah, they loved it. The crowd, And that's, you know, 
it's like how you tell that story. I've never had a good answer for it. Um, I think Toby's right. It's good, but I don't know if it works. You have signs every week where it says PMJF, like that are there. So it's just like, well, how do you balance it and make like it's just real hard. Like I don't know what you do or how you justify making them the baby face. And the other thing is, what do the other baby faces do? Right? Mm -hmm. Like how do how do the other baby faces respond to a world in which MJF was right and you know, punk was really like a corporate, you know, kind of uh, inside man, whatever the phrasing you want to do. You know, Hangman kind of alluded to some stuff. So there's a story to tell there. It just feels like it's hard to tell about turning the promotion heel in some way, unless the story is, and this is maybe the time we could go with, unless the story is that, in fact, punk is taking advantage of Tony Khan and co, and he's like, he doesn't give a fuck about AEW. That's the story. And MJF has to kind of save them you know, as like a sort of anti-hero figure. That probably makes more sense, right? Toby, does that sound, that's probably more what you were going for. I probably misread your take. Does that sound better? Yeah, definitely. Although I can't help but shake the feeling that like, why would you put MJF in that role when you have Eddie Kingston right there? Yeah, that's the problem. And then also Hangman. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like Hangman and Eddie, you'd have to like have him beat them to get to MJF. And at some point it's like, is this, juice worth the squeeze like we're going an awful long way here for this i i don't know man it's so interesting um speaking of pieces of shit we have a youngster about to join the show he does have a camera um the famed member of the chat young dukes as i know him my god pal how you doing this evening what's up you sound you sound you sound like you're speaking to like a do i sound good you sound okay check your um Okay. If you go Hang to on. your if you go to your settings on the Streamyard, mm-hmm. you may be able to like put it on your headphones, which may honestly sound better. You don't sound bad. Don't be wrong. You sound fine. You, okay, I, Hang I, on. I'm not going to kick you off. I just, you know, let it play out. Um, Dukes looks impressively young, folks. I would like to say. Um, Is that better? It sounds very similar. <laughs> Get to <laughs> talk again. Hello. You sound fine. It's fine. Yeah, you sound fine. Right. Oh. You don't sound as good as Tope Sua Cedar. He's got a studio Fuck. over there. No, I can't. I can't have that. You sound honestly. You sound fine. You sound. Okay. You sounded good there. That's fine. Okay. Fine. You're good. How are you doing, pal? All right. I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Uh, we're talking about All Elite Wrestling. It's a little known promotion in the United States. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Um, we are discussing Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> we are discussing the best way to bring him back. So I'm going to just throw you straight into the fire here in your late night grin debut. Um, what do you do with MJF, brother? Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, Throw him he's, out. He's fine. I feel like MJF fell a Long Islander, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. It's not like a place for it right now. I just feel like wait. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I understand you. I, I mean, We were just talking it through. I mean, I, I think mean, Manny's in a similar place to you, right, Manny? You don't, yeah, don't think you disagree with that. I just noticed, too, he's like, you always, you always bring about like when MJF was in the promotion, the promotion was in a different spot where it was more like promos and stuff like that. But like the last yeah. three months, it's shifted to like a work rate. And I know MJF can go and yeah. stuff like that, but it just feels like it's the direction of AEW is going into like a completely different direction, especially with oh, the I guys. In. It feels different right now. Like, and people will like it, dislike it, anywhere in between. But it does feel like they're more and more work rate reliant than before. Um, Tope, is that a shift that you feel is, is happening, or a, what do you what do you reckon on that? Because it feels like it's less promo now than it was 
say a year ago if it was a lot more in-ring reliant right now what do you think Topo? oh definitely i mean when you i i feel like it's a mix of bringing in all of these all of these wrestlers like i mean there's there's the laundry list of great workers that have come in in the last year two years um and then it's also a shift in tk's just entire booking i guess because as as you always say he's more of a matchmaker than a booker and i feel like as you increase the star quality with like of the roster like he 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 sees the success of the matchmaking and he's mm-hmm. kind of leaning into it a little more. It's also so. noticeable in the ratings when you know when a long match is happening, it gains more viewers. And like, I, like Triple H just got into power like three weeks ago, so it's just like I know the change. This like it's been happening throughout the three months that the change in AEW, but it's like, well, he has the power, he has the star power, and he has the, ma- the match quality that WWE doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And like you know, Triple H has the head run like with the history of the promotion and all the viewers, cause you know how everybody's like, in... yeah, you're fine. I'm just, no, I got distracted too. Like, but that's what the thing is. I think Tony Khan has to like, he's trying to make the separation between WWE and AEW. Yes. Like, you move Tope to the left corner so that when something's on the screen, it, it doesn't cover anything. Cause young Duke, cause he's his camera. He has a setup here. You know, he looks like he's, yeah. Yeah, on it, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm interviewing like an artist in the midst of recording his album. You know, you sort of check yeah. it. How's it going? Um, how do you feel, Dukes, about this this alleged shift in the product? Not that it's better or worse, but it does feel more in ring heavy. AEW doesn't it? What do you think? I think it. Uh, I mean, it's always kind of been more in ring heavy than yeah. most other shows, but as the roster gets bigger, it's just kind of going to happen. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think it definitely you're right. It was not like, you know, a year ago it was, you know, SmackDown or whatever. But it's, it's been an interesting development. I want to get into um, – we talked about Dynamite some before Young Dukes got here, but I want to get into this Jericho business because Chris Jericho has become an increasingly divisive figure for reasons I think we can all understand. That is what it is. We can leave that there. But I was watching that match. I actually watched it a couple of times today because I did think it was quite the deal. And um, – I honestly feel like at this point in my life, you could ask me on any given day, is Jericho a top 10 guy, a top five guy? And my answer would change depending on like the last thing I see him do. And there are very few wrestlers that I am that like all over the place on. He is obviously great. I guess my question is, I'll go to you first on this, Manny. How great is he historically? Is he someone, if I said to you who's the best wrestler ever, he immediately comes up or is he like second tier, third tier to you? This is just your personal list. All-time greatness, Chris Jericho. Manny, where do you have him? He's one of my second tier. Like, when I think of, like, all-time great wrestlers, I think of, like, yeah. Eddie Guerrero. I think of Toyota. Mm-hmm. I think of Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson. These are the kind of guys. And then, and the weird guy that fits into that category, that's, that's in the same category as uh, Jericho is Punk. But for yeah. some reason, I have Punk with my favorite workers of all time, even though he's not really one of those guys. I mean, that's a crazy take. That's fair. Um, Punk's not a pretty wrestler watch, but he's had a lot of great matches, right? I get that totally. <clears throat> Dukes, what do you think? You're uh, obviously the, the youngster here of the group, yeah, which I'm not going to say every time I bring you up. You haven't seen yeah. all of it? Immediately to I have not seen opinion. all of it. No. I haven't seen like ECW, and I haven't gotten to the WCW stuff, obviously. I'm, I'll get there. I'll get there. You will. But yes. 
2000, I think in 2008, like the Shawn Michaels feud, I was mm-hmm. like five. I fucking hated him. Yeah. He was very good then. I, I hated Chris Jericho when I was a kid. That fucking rules, man. So, so this is the thing, this is crazy. is, is like 2008, we have another cohort that's just joined us. He'll be brought on shortly. Another youngster on the program, the demo. Um, 2008, Jericho is like, to me, late Jericho. And I realize it's 14 years ago, which is an incredible bit. All right, we have multiple people here. Um, I'm going to just sort of slow this down. I don't really know the best way to do it. We have another youngster here. Let me move. Let me sort this. Hang on a second. Chris, a wrestle purist, as far as I know. Can you hear us? Can you see us? Oh. Uh-oh. It <laughs> doesn't seem like Chris can see us or hear us. That's problematic. No, he nodded. <laughs> Is he That'd mute? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right. Well, put it in the private chat, brother. Someone who I am confident can see us and hear us. <laughs> That piece of shit confirmed shoot. Here he is, the flu game. How you doing, tonight, brother? Yeah, he's here. <laughs> I am I fucking like, terrified feel, right now. I feel like he's looking at me. Yeah. He's looking at everyone. I feel like it's me, honestly. I'm the one steering the ship. So, <laughs> look, I, I, everyone knows that I'm a little under the weather at the moment. You actually sound ill, bro. You good? I'm fine. Um, so I was sitting back and I'm relaxing, um, watching the Field of Dreams game. It's baseball, Joe. For, um, and I got somebody knocking on my door. You know, I'm like, it's after nine o'clock. It's dark outside. Who's knocking on my door? And I look outside, and it's a guy in a suit, and he's got, like, a manila envelope. And, I mean, I immediately I know what this is. I'm just like, I'm just not going to answer the door. Um, but he wouldn't go away. Finally, my wife made me answer the door. Um, we've been canceled as a platform. <laughs> um, this is the final show for the Late Night Grin. Um, yeah. Our funding was pulled immediately. Um as soon as Tope Suicida joined with no camera, <laughs> that that was the end of it. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to stop by, um, yeah. thank everyone for the memories. Um, everyone else who's here, I have no issues with. Manny, despite your huge distaste for Orange Cassidy, <laughs> you're you're okay in my book. Um, <laughs> It only took me a few months of following you to figure out when you're trolling and when you're not. It's honestly an art form. Um, Don't worry, I check myself sometimes when I wake up the next day. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to keep my promise to my wife and not stay on this stream the entire time, despite my temptation to. So I just wanted to stop by and say hello. Let everyone know that I'm not dead yet. Um, We'll see what tomorrow brings. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go play video games, um, and turn this stream off because as much as I love you guys, it's just making me want to get on the stream as you can clearly (laughs) see here. And I don't genuinely, I don't mean that as an insult. Like how, um, how do you respond to the allegations? The reason we've been canceled is there was too much wrestling talk on the late night grid. (laughs) Yeah, that was a big, like that's, yeah, that was actually, I haven't read the whole thing. Cause I mean, you know, it's like 94 pages. 
I don't even know how they typed it up so fast. I feel like they had it ready and just filled in a few things. I heard that. Um, Yeah. But genuinely, you guys really are doing a good job, and I felt left out. And so I decided to come in and say hi real quick, and now I am going to turn the stream off because – Get yourself some rest, bro. I actually do really enjoy doing this show. So (laughs) um, everybody be good. Have fun. Have a good night, guys. Feel better. We have a replacement. Hopefully you can hear us and see us now. Chris. I'm good now. I'm good now. There you go. You sound good. (laughs) How are you doing tonight, pal? All good. All good. I'm told that you are a wrestle purist. Uh, Do you have any response to that? Uh, Internet's kind of in and out. That was not. That was not. What about <laughs> Oh no! This is gonna be. This is gonna be challenging. I like, how you, again. I like how you avoid the Russell Pierce. Like, I think what happened was the, the the last question only just made it to Chris. He was responding to that one before I got to Chris. Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. There's 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 a pretty lengthy lag. I feel it's gonna be challenging on this uh, five man rotation we're running. Um, if you could try and fix it, trust me, we have a long time. We'll try and we'll try and we'll try and but I feel this would be difficult as as, <laughs> as it's currently constructed, right? <laughs> try and try and fix the uh... I'll even come back. I'll even come back. Okay, go ahead, pal. You will go all night. Don't worry about it. All right. Look at this. Kids these days do want to get to unprofessional. Yeah. They just can't you can't be trusted. The youth for today, Manny and I talk about all the time. We miss these fucking kids, they don't know what they're doing on these podcasts, you know. <laughs> ranting and raving, turn up with their internet messed up. It's always the wrestle purist, folks. I've said it to many. It's always the wrestle purist. Tope Susita, why are you not a wrestle purist? Uh, many reasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> many, many reasons. <laughs> well, that's it fun. takes a different kind of person to be in the wrestle purist group chat. It does. One bad take. One bad take. I'll the never forget. <laughs> there was one day, I remember because I was on holiday. Here he is. Chris, can you hear me? Another question. Can you hear me? I can hear you. That was not much of a lag. That was good. You better? You good? That sounds good. Yeah, it seems like it's working. All right, all right, right. continue. continue. How how do you respond to the allegations that you're a wrestle purist? (laughs) Uh, No comment for now. Yeah. Uh, Ask me again in a week and then we can. That's fair. Um, There was a moment once, I remember it was when I was on holiday. And young Monty logged into the Wrestle Purist group chat that Manny is very aware of. And he said, you know, this Forbidden Door card is pretty mid. Oh, I swear to you, I have never seen such yeah, a beating. It was – and the funniest thing was I was definitely, like, encouraging this from Monty. Like, I was texting him throughout the week, like, yeah, it's not that good, man. Go fucking go for it, you know. And he got in there, and, man, I've never seen a guy get so – just so slaughtered in a, in a Twitter group chat. So – the, the lesson there is, Chris, stay out of the Wrestle Chris group chat, all right? Just avoid it at all costs. Yeah, when when they better. add you, just uh, yeah. leave. No, no time for it. Chris, do you have a take on how MJF should all go right. back to AEW? Got it. Huh? <laughs> oh, no, it happened again. Oh, no, it happened again. Oh, and now you're the MJF. Oh, am I not here anymore? You were no, here, you're but here. there's like a very lengthy lag. No, I'm here. I'm hearing the MJF question. I heard it before. I heard it before. I heard it before. Oh, okay. MJF, are what we, do you are think? We, are we back? Yeah, I think so. I think so. MJF. Go ahead. <laughs> I can okay, MJF. All right. How I bring him back? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I would personally. I wouldn't. Uh, I'm trading him to the World Wrestling Federation for 
Lexi all caps. And a real worker. <laughs> tossing. Exactly. And tossing. No. Me Braun Breaker. Give me Braun Breaker. Well, Braun Breaker is hated right now if you're not following Twitter. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Let's run yeah. Braun Breaker versus Harland in the Universal Zone. Impact Zone. The Universal Zone. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rules. You just like mix names. Okay, fair. Um, <laughs> Topi Suicida, why have you just put in the private chat that you are pumping your fist? Is that some sort of grotesque admission on you or your part? What, what's going on over there? Uh, no, I am not a wrestle purist. I do not pump my <laughs> fist like that. Uh, no, uh, pump my man. fist for the MJF slander, of course. So this MJF business here, am I a blame for this? Because I know that you fellas watch these shitty shows that we do. And I remember a year ago we did a draft and I took him uh, 15th in the tag team selection with Baron Corbin. I don't think he went before that. Um, I feel guilty in some ways. What I'm saying, Dukes, is it time that we discuss the late night grin's influence on society? No. <laughs> no. no. Not, not time. <laughs> I, I like MJF. It's just like there's nothing there's nowhere for him right now. It's just shitty time. So my my thing is my question is like why do people hate MJF? Is it because the WWE rumors? Yes. Or yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, so like here's the deal. I'm not a big MJF fan. You guys know this. Yeah. He's a really interesting lesson, and any young wrestler should watch it and learn from this. Him playing his character has actively fucked him because as soon as they leak stuff about him being like wanting too much, every fan believed it because that's who, all we know from MJF. Like, he's a dick, right? I don't have any clue if that's the case. I've never met the guy. I don't know. I mean, I've heard stuff about his personality that's great. So I think he's definitely been a victim of the rumors and stuff. Ultimately, it seems to me like he's a guy who wants to get paid. I will say, and this is purely guesswork, I got the sense there was some, you know, he was going through it a little bit during that time. I think he felt really disrespected and was like, you know, not dealing with it in the most open uh, community fashion, which I'm not going to give anyone shit for, for obvious reasons. So I'm just going to say I think he was going through it. And I get it, man. Like, I, I think he's very good talent. I will say... I don't think Chris or Dukes or Tope or even yourself, Manny, I don't think any of you are wrong for being like, I ain't desperate for him to be back because, let's be fair, the shows are very good right now. And where you put him on those shows is a fair question. I mean, I, I don't know the answer. We just spent you know, a while talking about it. It's, it's difficult. Um, Chris, if you were to give it a you know, a college try in terms of where you'd put him, we were talking about a CM Punk feud. Is the issue with that that you're not ready for it to be the world champ? So if you're not ready for it to be the world champ, how do you do the feud? What do you think? Where do you stand on that part of the deal? That was um that was always my dilemma with MJF, really. It was that like he's getting we all see the talent, right? I mean, for the most part, we see that it's there. Mm-hmm. Am I breaking up? Am I bad? No, you're Am good. good? You're good. No, you're good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like I, I see the talent, I see that it's there. But um my problem is just yeah, like I want him to get wins if we're gonna protect him like that but I'm just not ready for him to be there yet. Like there's so many guys I want holding the belt before yeah. that makes any sense. That makes perfect sense. And this is part of the kind of the challenge of having that many guys, right? Is like, you feel like someone's jumping the line. It's like Wardlow's a perfect example. How hot Wardlow was, there was honestly an argument that you just fucking go with it and he becomes the world champion. But that sounds great in a vacuum until you step back and say, hold up, we have like four other guys that we need to make world champion at some point. It's just very, very challenging. Let's pivot actually to to uh, Wardlow, who, you know, 
the, the uh, double or nothing build was red hot with MJF. How have you felt, Topa, about Wardlow's TNT title run thus far? What do you reckon? I mean, it's tough to be that excited with his current parent or yeah. his, his last parent, I guess. Uh, I, I still love Wardlow. I feel like they are, they've definitely kind of uh, taken a, a little step back with his push. I mean, obviously you have to coming off coming off that MJF feud, unless he's world champ, it's going to be a step back. But I don't know if Jay Lethal would have been my my first pick yeah. as a defense. Yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit flat for me, right? Manny, where do you stand on the Wardlow front? Are you are you still all in? Are you just kind of wavering? What do you think of Wardlow right now, pal? Uh, I'm not like Wardlow's all right to me. I mean, he's I'm not really like going on my way to watch him. Mm-hmm. You know, I I prefer like the in ring, and he, he like he's good, but he's just not like the. Yeah. He hasn't really shown that side of him mm-hmm. that I really like. So it's whatever. I I think he's doing all right. It's also one of those deals where like the right way to book Wardlow is not. Yeah, it's not a way that would pop you right. Like you That's don't really care to see him squash people. That's why I don't really care about like Jade as much. Like it's just like yeah, you know. At some point, yeah. I wanted to have like good matches. You know, that's just me. I just want to. No, I don't. You wrong. I mean, I I went into the same thing. Though. I think there's, I think the Jade thing is more complex than people pretend on the internet. You know, like I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you have to feel bad. To be like I would like there to be good matches. I'm just not saying that on Twitter though. <laughs> no, I know. It's just it's hard. Um, Dukes, where do you stand on on a war dog right now? What do you reckon? I have to address something in the chat first. Willie oh, J. I care about Warlow for Satin M Singh. That sounds fucking there you go, awesome. Folks. He's gonna pop on the fuck out of him. It's not gonna work. But like it's, it's gonna, gonna work. It's, it's, he's not, <laughs> he barely got a uh what's his name? Big cast. Yeah. I mean he's tried, but yeah. I wanna see it so bad. Satnam is fucking he has like this you know the signature pose he does? Yeah, the thing yeah. like that fucking rules. Like, that's his thing, right? I'm not making this up. That's his thing, know. and they do it. But, like, he's immediately the worst one at it, and I'm convinced it's, like, his thing altogether, which is in a really a piece of performance art that we, we should explore more often on the shows. Um, I don't disagree with you, because that does sound like a good time, but, you know, I, I get it for sure. The actual um, feud, like, with Jay Lethal, I'm not in on. Sanjay pops me, but yeah, I don't think he had to get his heat back after Battle of the That's That's too Okay, I'm not gonna say like, I saw the match because I didn't, but you know, <laughs> the only thing I saw was the was the, was the Claudio match. But you know, like the the way everybody was talking about it, it just seemed like he was just like another average match. Like he was like the worst match yeah. on the show. So it's just like it's kind of hard for me to believe because Lethal, since he got to AW and ROH again, he's like yeah. he hasn't missed it. He's just been awesome. It was and, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't. Yeah, I guess. I get there's other stuff going on with Lethal, but it's just like, like I don't know. I mean, if if Lethal couldn't have a good match with Warlow, I mean, I don't know what to mm-hmm. what to say. About I, it. I understand. I, I get you totally. I mean, I'm. I think you guys know I've always been in the middle on Warlow. Where I like, I get it. I've never quite seen the Crosby level of like he'll actually be in movies and stuff. Um, I've never fully got that far, but I understand. Chris, where do you stand on? Wardlow, TNT champ, and where he's at here in August 2022. 
that's a shame. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Very difficult. He has a great poker face. Look at that. Got the full spinning wheel here from young Chris. He may be an avid note taker, but that doesn't explain the internet, folks. Here's what it is. You know, this is how this what happens on these shows. We've all we've all been there. We've all been there. He has now rejoined and will take two slots on the screen, which is very impressive. Um Chris. <laughs> you know what, mate? How you doing? <laughs> and the lot, okay. I'm uh, back. I'm back. You, you're back. How are you feeling about Wardlow I, I right didn't now? Did you hear anything past Manny talking about Wardlow? My God, that's a while ago. Pal. I had the same issue that <laughs> Tope was kind of talking about with Jay Leaf. Yeah, yeah. Go Sorry. ahead. You're my fine. bad. It's my just bad. A, there's there's just a lag. I, I had the go same ahead. issue that Tope was kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where I was, um, I had the issue of like the same thing where I was upset with Eddie Kingston, how like he had a really hot feud going with Jericho and he went to Sammy. Kind of the same issue with Wardlow, where like okay, he gets the TNT title. He's like really hot and now he's going to lethal. It didn't really make sense to me. Like I, I kind of get the fact that like Wardlow's always going to get a pop, right? Mm-hmm. He's Wardlow um, and the crowds love him, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like we could get more creative, give him something that feels more important now that he has a title. Cause I, I think I saw a stat that was like the TNT title hasn't been uh, defended on a pay-per-view since all out last year. Yes. And it just kind of feels like I, I want it to feel more important and, this doesn't really do it for me. Is the real problem that we're all kind of circling here without saying it is like, and it's something I've kind of alluded to, the roster balance is off, right? They're like they're short on heels. Like Eddie's human with Sammy, Wardlow's human with Lethal. These they're just not. I mean, they're fine wrestlers. Sammy's a good like. It's just they're not. They don't feel as important as the baby faces where they go like fifteen deep. Well, I guess I the question would be good, Manny. Well, I, I don't know if I'm the only one that sees it this way, but I just feel like we're so used to having the championship, like the titles held by like hoopers, you know, just like these guys that go out there and have like awesome matches. So it's just like we have a we're like we have a champ that needs like a story because he isn't that good. Like, I mean, Wardlow's <laughs> good, but it's just like well, he needs more of a story in the what crowd. What you is we used to be on hoopers, but here it's on like a shot blocker and like a rim runner, yeah. right? It's not, it's not the same. <laughs> Not the same, yeah. bro. I mean, he protects the rim. We ain't getting twenty from him. It's just different. It's very, very yeah, different. We're like we're having, we're used to having like Dwayne Wade or uh, yeah. Kobe, for example. Then we have Draymond Green out there in the block. He's out now. It's his turn. <laughs> we need That's to talk mean. about you. That's we, need to, we, we need to talk about Manny in twenty twenty two. Immediately go to Dwayne Wade. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That's why I'm, I'm. I respect it. Just to pop me, it caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> I don't think you're. I actually think there's a lot of truth to what you're saying right now, and like the 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 idea of here's a guy we have to do like a story for. While it sounds insane conceptually, there's definitely truth to that because that isn't really what the promotion's good at. So it's kind of like you're trying, you know, square peg round hole. One of those deals. And um, I don't, don't want to go back to like the women, but that's just like I feel like that's the issue they're having. Because okay, yeah. I I know like on Twitter I kind of always at Rosa and stuff like that. It's just, well, I feel like she's not having like the kind of matches we would hope she would have. And the same thing, it's kind of bad when you have Rosa, Jade, and kind of Warlow not giving you what we're used to. And then Pac is mm-hmm. doing it on the other side of the world. So I understand. I, I definitely get you. Um, let's try and fix a little bit of the, the roster split element we were talking about. 
Which baby faces on the AEW roster could you turn heel without missing a beat? Tope, I'll go to you first. Anyone come to mind that you think we could turn them in the next month and be, you know, and be okay with that? Because it is difficult. As much as I say there's an imbalance, who do you actually turn is a much more challenging question. What do you reckon, Tope? Who you got? Uh, as far as top names, no one really comes yeah. to mind. That's why I've I've been a big proponent of uh, the the punk heel turn as champ. Mm-hmm. Um, but as as far as like that next tier or a couple tiers down, nobody. I mean, I guess you could go Miro, but like he's he's kind of done that already, and I kind of want to see him explored more as a babyface yeah. and honestly just get used more because he's one of my favorite guys but i i can't think of anyone off the top of my head i definitely agree with the notion that elevating andrade would be beneficial um turning cool. ricky was the right call because he was getting over but in height like if you look at the big picture there's probably an argument you keep him here and push him um, well I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be uh i think the andrade push is happening right now i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked i'm telling you right now if if LFI beats the elite when they come back on Wednesday. My God. I, hold up, hold you. up. Manny Hot. This is this is this needs clipping of some kind. Hang on. Let me find the right clip to lead into this. Here we go. Hold up, Manny. When this when this clip ends, just say exactly what you just said, okay, so people can use this for Twitter content. Here we go. Hold up. Where are we? What's happening? <laughs> Don't be shocked when LFI beats the elite. <laughs> My thing lagged there, so I don't know if that played for anyone. <laughs> yeah, it played. <laughs> it played good. <laughs> All right, good. Chris, I've got your internet now, apparently. Um, well, I know Joe's saying that there's no way uh, Kenny's losing his first match. Uh, yeah, there is. The elite, the Adam Cole said it last week that they're not going to enter the tournament without Bobby Fish or whatever, and they beat them yeah. up. So I obviously Adam Cole can interfere, and then they could lose, and then Kenny Omega's coming off a year of surgeries and being gone a long time. So it's just like you've already thought this through. You're talking yourself into this, pal. Yeah, I'm like, well, if Danielson can lose his first match back, why can't Kenny Omega lose his first match back? My God. Well, there you go, folks. You heard it here first. There was a scoop last night about the theme Bray Wyatt from Manny. He's he's running wild. Did you see the report that came out today about Bray? I saw it. I saw it. Fought me very, very much. Uh, to be clear, none of us co-sign that. We do not believe that will happen, but we respect Manny's opinion. Um, Chris, if you can still hear happen, me. When it does happen, I'll be victory laughing. There you go. Good for you, pal. So, I don't know. So I'm not going to concern mm-hmm. myself with being a thing, but I, I respect it nonetheless. Chris is shaking his head again. That's never good. Okay. Great. Chris just heard me ask if you can hear me. If, if you can hear me. There, I'm back. I'm back. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. What do you, which baby faces would you... Uh, would you consider turning heel to try and kind of write this imbalance we have right now in AEW? What do you think? Yeah. So, so the way I look at it, right, is like, I, I agree with Tope. I definitely think punk, it's the way to go. Um, it's a little tough because you have all out in Chicago and you're not going to do it for the Moxley program because Chicago is going to cheer punk. But I don't know. I feel like that's been the right move. I feel like, I wanted to see heel punk be champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what my pick would be. And it, it just gets a little tougher now because, like, we expect Kenny's coming back soon. We think that's a face turn, like, at that yeah. point when he comes back. Um, 
yeah, just I feel like elevating Andrade is the way to go here because we all see it and we all say it all the time. Like we're always impressed with his performances, and we know that he's that guy, right? So mm-hmm. I think they just really need to elevate him. I don't know if it's like a schedule thing, like they don't want him wrestling every week or what it is, but he's he's the guy. He's proven it. Yeah, it's a weird one. The Andrade thing's been kind of strange for most of his run. Um, feels like he should be wrestling every week, and he just doesn't. It's kind of odd. I, I don't know, but I agree with you. Uh, young Dukes, who are we turn in heel here, brother? I think I don't know if we have to turn anybody. I mean, we're definitely missing like Kyle right now. I feel like he would be a big yeah. one. Mm-hmm. But I think this Stoke business, I think this might help us get some more heels. Pit I like Page, this. Yeah, Lee could be a heel, yeah. right? Uh, I've got the roster page up. Where is Sean Spears? Well, I, I think that. is that is that because Cassie? I, 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 just, I just I just want Sean Spears. Back. I would guess that's because of Cassie, but I could be wrong. But yes, Sean Spears should be back. You're oh, right. I forgot about that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, can Matt Sydal be a heel? No, no, no. I don't think so. I think either. he kind of like he's he like a baby be, face, like, but like no one really cheers for him. So I guess he, you could argue <laughs> he is one. <laughs> I think another another names I know. They're considered more faces, but you can honestly put the BCC in that in that category. I, you know, I think you can you can easily do babyface feuds with BCC, and they feel like heels, definitely. Claudio and you are less so. Danielson is basically a heel, like really, he's fucking Danielson. He's yeah. dick, right? Um, Garcia has benefited from this thing we're talking about right now because it kind of you look at the lineup with Ricky turning. Garcia is someone you're going to lean on more and more as a heel. The big one, we talk about elevating guys, is powerhouse Hobbs, right? Like, and again, he may not be a match guy necessarily, but that dude's fucking, he feels like untapped potential there with powerhouse Hobbs. So that'll be interesting. There's a lot of options. I hope they're going to play around with some of them because I do think that, you know, I don't think it's necessary. I don't want to see Jay Leaf on the show every week, personally. I'm looking at the list right now, like Wikipedia, like all the names, and I really can't think of, Heels like it's hard, man. Because like, like someone in the we, chat said, someone in the chat said Joe, and it's like he's not even on TV. But, but even that, like people don't boo Samoa Joe. So what's the point, you know? And if Samoa Joe's kicking the shit out of somebody, they're gonna be like Joe's gonna kill you. Just, yeah, because if you do like for example, right? Say the night, say the Wednesday after all out, you shoot an angle to set Punk and Joe for our fresh. Turning him a heel is just pointless. You might as well just do it as a babyface match and just let people pick, like. That, honestly, the real answer to all this might be that if they're going to be a match promotion, they just go fucking full, you know, like New Japan, just say, fuck it, just guys it's wrestle. It's just so funny how Cody wanted, Cody, when he was in AW, he wanted no face and heel dynamic. As soon as he leaves, that's what happens to the roster. The whole yeah. roster just becomes like, <laughs> there's no heels in faces. A collection of baby faces and a few dicks that they beat up every week. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty, like, it's an interesting pretty, time. And the promotion really just quick, changes I'm, completely, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Right. Go ahead, Chris. Seen a lot of Kip discourse in the chat, and Sorry, uh, you know, I know it's ironic. No, it's <laughs> ironic, but I, I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I, I don't know where all this hate for Kip or indifference on Kip came from. Listen, well, I'm not here to pull rank on anyone. You know, I'm just steering the ship. But, you know, you, you got to be careful with this kind of thing. I mean, you show up, the internet's bad. I'm trying, you know, and you start doing Kip's, Kip Sabian. I forgot the guy's fucking name. You know, it's funny. I saw somebody say, like, what if the payoff to that is, is somebody else underneath Kip's gimmick in this whole time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's in all seriousness. Kit, man. He's, he's fine. Like, that sucks for man. Like, 
fine. I think he'll have a good match for Pack, and then we'll see where he goes. He's fine. I just this is the problem is it's not that he. Yeah, I'm not bad. saying him for that spot. Yeah, but I get you. Just yeah. in general, like. Yeah, I, I, I feel like he could too. help elevate those heels that are kind of lower mm-hmm. mid, kind of mid mid yeah. up there because he kind of takes up mid-mid. a spot there. We'll see. Yeah, mid-mid. I'm with you. This the same to it. I mean, I also don't know what they're doing on the Penelope front. Apparently, they interact in some way on the C show. Um, I think we have to like LFI now is a heel act. Like you see the heat that they've gone the last two weeks. Like no, I think this this LFI bit fucking rules. Keep going. This is good. (laughs) You like just convince yourself it rules. Yeah, like you know, like Roos was just like getting all that heat on Mox and people were booing him. And the same thing like on last night when they took Penna's mask and threw it to the crowd. And that crowd, and that the guy didn't want to throw the mask back. And then you just see Roosh and Andre just taunting the crowd because they're not getting the mask back. Man, he saw he saw LFI beat the Lucha Bros in segment three and was like, "Well, they are clearly beating the Elite next week." <laughs> they are. <laughs> I'm so confident. This rule, the match is getting killer, but it's just popping me. Um, yeah, I just convinced myself because I'm like, I finally can get Andrade versus Osprey. That'd be wild. That was the, that was the Forbidden Door match you wanted, right? What they was going to yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, okay, that's interesting. I'm going to move forward now. I would like to note to everyone that's watching this show and that's on this show, quite frankly, um, that Bob O'Neill was actually booked for this show. Uh, we have now been on for an hour. Um, you know, this is the shit I put up with around here, but you get what well, you get, game, I suppose. Well, the game's still going. I think he's watching the game. Because on, on my TV, the game said it was 20 minutes left in the game and it's been going on for an hour. So, what game is this? Baseball again? Yeah, I don't like baseball, but it's just on. they got to get rid of that baseball stuff, guys. Can we talk about baseball for me? Any of you guys like baseball? Manny, you're wearing a baseball hat. Yeah, I mean, you I like baseball hat. Yeah, Manny's a big hat guy. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I'm not going to walk around with the Spurs hat on. Like, it's weird. I'd rather walk around with, like, the baseball team. Why do we like baseball? Can someone explain this to me? I just like Is it like hat. a bit? Do you, like, all agree on it privately to, like, to confuse us, what a threat! No, if we do talk about sports, Very today, answer. I need to talk about that Kyrie story that dropped earlier. That was crazy. What was the? What was this? I didn't see this. He, want, he wanted he, he, in his contract. He wanted that he plays less than sixty games, and he can't play. He can't play back to back games. And then he <laughs> replied to the tweet. Oh, he replied to it. Yeah, he replied to the report, and he. I forgot what the gif was, but it was like I was just. It was. Let me see if I can find He's it. a lot. I'm investigating this. He's an interesting guy. He'd be good in wrestling, right? Imagine him with the elite for one episode of Dynamite oh, or something okay. like that. You know? hey, don't, get me started. don't get me started on the elite lore, man. I just That doesn't strike me as your shit, man. It does not strike me as your thing. <laughs> I used to be so into it, but then I'm just like, now I'm just used to Mox just killing people and the BCC just being so <laughs> awesome. I'm just like, yeah, I can't. It's I can't very, I can't do with this high school drama shit, man. I just need, like, when when uh, Matt Jackson was just like, <laughs> yeah, Matt's Matt's facial reactions are kind of like they're they're so dumb. I used to be but really I love into it. it too, and it's just it's, it's too much. It's too much. I was like, is he gonna pull out flowers? <laughs> he said, he said, if I could take it all back, I would. He said that like five times. <laughs> Manny's fucking. I, Manny I, is I, I done with them, the elite, bro. 
If Manny was in the All Elite Wrestling office, he would be tomorrow morning. He would be on like a trade call to the World Wrestling Federation about the Elite. It would be incredible. Triple H, no, like, wait, you're trading the Elite? <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't trade them. I'd just be like, look, guys, we gotta figure something out. We gotta make you guys cooler again. Bring in, bring in the the good brothers. We gotta do something like to even this out. <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I feel like Jay White wouldn't be able to help them either. Like, <laughs> Carl Anderson is gonna fix all. <laughs> I've said that many times. Manny's on the phone to of you. Like, give me diamond mine. You get the elite. <laughs> win. As long as I've been Niles can do, we can do it. Let's make it work. Oh, well, I don't know if you saw my tweet that one day where I was like, well, since after when uh, Dakota came out and uh, I, see, yeah, I, did. I was like, I said, wrap up the women's division for AEW. I said, just. <laughs> Tony Khan, get on the deal and trade them all. Like, I mean, that is the craziest thing you've ever tweeted. Because <laughs> their women's division is 30 deep. So like, the idea of like making that, like, what does that even sound like, the conversation? Like, yeah, but you just give us 30 men. Like, yeah, it'll be fine. The first guy I came up with, Roger Strong. You give me Roger Strong. <laughs> and it's 30 for one. Diamond mine. That's what I said. I was like, you're throwing them in. A couple guys you don't want. Like, Tony Khan will pop if you pop. You give them, like, I don't know. Uh, God, could you imagine that being like announced? Like someone leaking that to Sean, like Roderick Strong, Dolph Ziggler, and fucking Fabian Eichner for the whole women's division. <laughs> the quote tweets, Manny's just pumping his fears, got flame emojis, you know, it'd be a whole deal. Um, yeah, beat down Shinsuke, just like tremendous. I can just picture tremendous. Shinsuke just being on his phone reading the report and just like grabbing his head and just like, <laughs> I gotta work again. And he's like, <laughs> Okay, you popped me with this trade thing now. <laughs> All right, what's the funniest wrestler reaction to reading on Twitter that they've been traded, like, possible? What's, like, the funniest version of that? Like Natalia. Natalia. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible. <laughs> okay, what does she tweet? It's like, okay, here's the trade. So, Impact Wrestling has moved Deonna Perrazzo for Natalia. <laughs> what does Natty tweet immediately? <laughs> Loves her sister. Fucking rules. Okay, we're gonna do something this trade thing one day. It's gonna be part of like I'm gonna bully Monty into making it part of Wrestle Purist. It's gonna do it. It'll be fine, and no one will get mad about a trade value machine. You know, it's even funnier with the natty part. Of that. But I anyway, Natalie thinks just I can just picture her just having the best reaction, just having a camera on her. Yeah. If the Diva show was still going on, just her reaction, yeah. just like her phone just dropping and just grabbing her head. <laughs> phone dropping is that's fucking incredible. Make it a Diva right. exclusive. Yeah, that's their best <laughs> stuff, bro. Um, okay, I want to do some 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 broad strokes business here. I want to do a kind of round. I'm gonna wait for Bob, but that piece of shit's useless. He ain't gonna be here, I guess. Let's do like. Round the home here, things that we're most enjoying in wrestling right now. This 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 kind of very and when anyone says one, we'll start and then talk about that thing, and we'll kind of just go. Around. Chris, I'll start with you if you can still hear me. Which one thing are you most enjoying in professional wrestling right now? Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. That's, that's unfortunate. You know, in a minute, Chris is going to say, "Hurt me." We said favorite thing that's going on right now. Yeah, well, yeah, a little while ago. Yeah. <laughs> a little while ago, you know. 
Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. It's difficult. Uh, okay, so... I've been there. It's tough. It is. It's very tough. Feel free to name your thing and then try and fix your internet again. Uh, it's fine. Um, I, I think I'm back. You think you're back? Reese, I would deny that trade if that happened. What was the trade? Hang on. I think I'm back. I think I'm back. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> You're an animal tonight, man. You're going crazy over there. That's fine. Chris, can you hear me? I still haven't watched any Cody matches. That's spiteful. Yeah, Chris, I can, can hear you. Hear can me? Hear you. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite thing in wrestling yeah. right now? Favorite thing? Okay, it's kind of... Okay, I, I would say the reactions that FTR is getting in every city is my favorite thing. Absolute favorite. Chris. It's always uh it's just like whenever their music hits and I love the, like the old school vibe it has, it, it's it's the best. Chris, unfortunately, I think your internet has, has wiped you out this evening. Um it's a shame. I expect this from wrestle purists. But I, I think, you know, unfortunately I brought it along with me. It's my bad. I, I think unfortunately your 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 time in the rotation tonight is being halted. Um, I don't think you need to take that many freeze, quite frankly. This is just like the uh, real room segment where you freeze them out and he just doesn't play again. Well, look, man, look, I'm I'm happy to share the ball, you know. Sure. But at some point, you know, you got two guys and you chuck in. It's just it don't need to be. So, Chris, it's on me. It's on me. It's on me. Well, you will be back at some point. You're a wrestler. I'll, 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 I'll you retire myself from here. <laughs> you retired himself. You'll, you'll, you'll be, be back, honest. mate. To be honest, uh, I'm on vacation right now, so my Wi-Fi is not the best. I'm on hotel Wi-Fi, but when I get back, we'll. You'll we'll be see, on. We'll see. I, I just love this business, show. Joe. I love this business. I can tell you were very good on the show when you could hear what I was saying. Unfortunately, that that part was sort of a, a main issue with the uh, with the thing. But Chris, thank you very much, pal. Have a good I vacation. All right, no mate? problem. No problem. Speak thank to you. Appreciate soon. it. Bye. There he was, folks. He was very good on the show. He just couldn't hear what I was saying. It makes it hard, you know. It's difficult. All right. Well, we're back to the four horsemen here. Um, Tope, I'll go to you. Favorite thing in professional wrestling right now? Uh, for me, it's uh, the elevation of Ricky Starks and uh, Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, I My wrestling fandom is kind of funny because, like, I didn't grow up a wrestling fan or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I the, the first match that I saw was a YouTube uh, video of the Hell in a Cell Undertaker Triple H, which like how, how yeah, how did I stay around after that? <laughs> but then I watched until about like 2016, 2017, and then didn't watch again until the pandemic. So like yeah. Starks and Hobbs were like, I remember watching Hobbs's first dark match and being like, oh, this guy is awesome. And I remember seeing Starks coming out on the TNT Challenge and being like, this guy has awesome music. This guy has such a charisma. So seeing them slowly build their build their way up and prove themselves, and then now they're finally getting this shot, it's it's a lot of fun as a fan of them. I honestly think that's like the coolest thing about wrestling. It's like a medium. Like if you watch, let's say you're a big movie guy, which I know we are. You know, we all love the cinema here, folks. 
If you watch an actor early on in his career and you watch their career develop, that's cool and all, right? But they're playing different roles and like wrestlers play different roles, but not really. Like you've seen Ricky Starks just exist in AEW for two years or Powerhouse Hobbs. So you just watch them grow both as characters and get more time on the show. But what I think really pops us as fucking nerds is you see them develop as performers, right? You see a guy like Hobbs find himself as a promo or get an incredible shape and kind of put his game together. It's a unique beast in that regard. I'm with you on everything you said there, Dukes. Where do you stand on the Hobbs Starks business that people are so excited about right now? It fucking rules. Like that whole yeah. three segment thing on Fight for the Fallen mm-hmm. was one of, one of my favorite like dynamite runs yeah. ever. Very exciting. It was so like it was, yeah, very not it was, it was um it broke from the format, right? It felt it felt like it's like you were watching shit that was just like anything could happen right now, which is when wrestling TV is its best. Um Manny, where are you at on this Starks and Hobbs feud that we're seemingly, almost certainly, I would say, headed to all out for you? Fired up? Yeah, I mean, oh, we talked about it yesterday where that uh, yeah. where that segment actually really hit with me, and I'm like not a big segment guy, but I was like, man, I can't mm-hmm. believe how did that. And we're just talking about how they, when they actually have the match, they have to, have, you know, they have to deliver. And I think they are going to deliver because you see that match that Ricky had with uh, Solo yesterday. It was so yeah. awesome, especially that finish out of nowhere mm-hmm. where he hit that spear. It was just so awesome. and He's just on right now. He's yeah, on man. right now, man. I know some yeah. people were turning on Ricky, too, on Twitter, and he turned – Hey, now nobody wants to see him leave. Everybody wants him to stay now. I hope they get that together where he's, yeah, he can actually stay But because, man, he's so awesome now. Or I can I actually see him as a world, a world content, champion contender if he yeah. delivers in the ring. He's – um. He looks like a guy to me who's kind of got to a point where he's just could fuck it. I'm going to just be me. And I like every instinct that I feel and have, I'm going to just do it. You know, and let's see if people fuck with it. And like, they certainly, they're with it all the way, man. It's crazy. That dude got over, like people on the internet love Ricky for a long time. I've always loved Ricky. But if we're being real, the crowd is a thing that's happened in the last like three, four months. Like, he went from being a guy who would get a decent reaction to he gets a huge reaction now. You know, he's a big star for them. I don't, I don't know if you guys – I remember if it was you, Joe, that talked about it. They all came together when uh, – that triple threat match for the time. Yeah. That's when he noticed it because it was so weird because how you said that uh, we fell for the near fall for Starks. No, not, it was Swerve, right, that got yeah. the near fall on him twice? And it was just so insane, like how over he got just through those little sequences and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's just so crazy how this all came together so fast and how they're the biggest deal now in AEW. I think a big part of Ricky's development, weirdly enough, I think there's a real competition between him and Swerve that we saw play out on TV. Not that yeah. they dislike each other. I absolutely think Ricky's like, I'm betting this guy. <laughs> I 100% think he feels that way. Like that's And that's what's good. Like That's healthy, you know? And, and if you notice, too, AEW elevated four young guys at the same time. Right. Uh, Ricky, Hobbs. Well, I don't know if Hobbs is you consider him young. But, but you like fresh guys. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And you have uh, Hook, Jungle Boy. And that's about it, right? Just those four yeah. or five? Well, I think um, – Cole Carter. The tag – Cole Carter, yeah. Well the, – The tag feud that got all this started with – Keith and Swerve, I thought was... I honestly think that's the kind of feud they should do more often. Everyone got pinned, everyone pinned. Like, 
you know, one of the other guys. And I feel like everyone came out a bit better because it was just awesome TV. Went on a little bit long, but did you, you hear, get, uh, I suppose. Did you hear Swerve talk about it today on Unrestricted? I did not, no. He said that he's great. I think he said he was like grateful for that matches that he had with Ricky and Hobbs because he said that they noticed that through every match that they had, that uh, Ricky and Hobbs got better throughout each match and helped elevate it. Okay. They peaked at the right time when they had that uh, trio, that, that six. That, true. Uh, yeah, true for it. Yeah. That definitely happened with Hobbs. Like, yeah, if, you watch, if you watch Double or Nothing, watch just watch Hobbs and then watch his performance in the last triple threat, it's like. There's like leagues between those. It's actually crazy how much better he is in that match to the one before, which, you know, part of that's just on and off nights, but it's interesting. Um, Tope, this was your pick, so I'll go to you quickly. Where um, where would you like to see this story go? We've got three weeks. Are there any sort of ideas you'd like to see in terms of the build? And then more specifically, the match itself, it shouldn't be a one and done, right? This needs to be a few we give some time to. So how do you kind of deal with this Hobbs-Starks program that's developing in front of our eyes? What do you think, Tope? If, if I were booking it, I think the way that I'd do it is I'd have, like, Hobbs attack Starks during his entrance at the at the pay-per-view. And then essentially not have a squash, but don't have a less than 10-minute match. Hobbs yeah. gets the majority, and you, you give it – you give Hobbs the pay-per-view moment. Because I think Starks is going to be able to recover more with the promos and everything after. And as long as Starks eventually gets the win over Hobbs, that it'll be a, a satisfying ending to the feud and they'll be very happy. But I think a star-making performance at the pay-per-view for Hobbs could do so much for his career. I like that a lot. Um, I like prioritizing Hobbs, who has definitely been less central than Ricky on the TV show. And I also like the idea that on a pay-per-view card that's going to probably be 12 matches deep, making this more of an angle, I think is a really good idea because they can have their 20-minute match on Dynamite next month, you know? Like, spacing, I think, is important here. I don't think this is the time for them to have their epic. Dukes, where do you stand on this kind of, um, you know, the booking of this feud? I think it's kind of an interesting one to me. I like that idea a lot, actually, yeah. because I feel like coming out hot with Hobbs makes more sense because it, as a heel, he kind of needs it. Because he's not like he's not a bad promo, but he's not a promo guy like right. Ricky. So if you give him the big moment like that, I think that elevates him a lot more. And I think Ricky is over enough and can get himself yeah. back over. Just what especially if you do what Tope said, right? If you give him yeah. the out of he was attacked before the bell. And as Bill Mafia says in the chat, and we were talking about lack of heels. Hobbs is a potential solution if he gets you know a big win here. Uh, Manny, where do you stand on this? The booking of Ricky and and Hobbs. You, do you co-sign this kind of um, give Hobbs the win at the pay-per-view and then work back to Ricky getting it back? What do you think? Yeah, I'm more of like I feel like you have to establish Hobbs more than Ricky right now because Ricky's going to be over no matter what you kind of do. Yeah. So I feel like you just have to make sure you establish Hobbs like with his cool entrance he has. And he sounded so intimidating yesterday when he told uh, QT, yeah. you better get the job done and don't make it my problem. And then when he – lost and he made it his problem he just destroyed the tv and everything i was like that was man, hilarious bro. I was like, I feel bad for qt i was like, he breaks back you see it on his shirt shirt fucking rules them like doing a factory angle and then like cut into hobbs smashing a tv and taz being like oh my god and then just cut <laughs> away from it it was like what did hobbs expect like doesn't he not watch the show like you know like, <laughs> man. like 
I don't know, that was an interesting deal. Um, but I think Hobbs, like, Duke's sure, right, he's not a promo guy, but there's definitely something there, right? Like, there's a, oh, yeah. there's, there's definitely a personality and a presence there that is, that is, um, is good TV. Put that he way. He does so. the, he does the lip thing like Kobe did, like that. Yeah. Like that. Tiana says. Oh, that's really, that's, see, to me, that's like a Tyson thing to me. But you're real well, young, right? You know, who Mike yeah. Tyson is. I do, yeah. Yeah, he was a prominent boxer back in the day. He was there for the first TNT championship. <laughs> good answer. Very good answer. Okay. Dukes, just stick with you. Um, favorite thing in wrestling right now? One of your favorite things. Anything come to mind? John Moxley. Yeah. I feel like we talk about him a lot, but like, he fucking rule. Like, all his indie matches and shit, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I watched them already, but now I'm watching them with my dad again. And he knows who's gonna win, but he pops fucking huge for the blood. So this pops. I showed him. I showed him the Biff match. He oh. was. Oh, he was. He loved it. Um, the Mox thing, like watching Mox with like casual wrestling fans, is incredible. Yeah. Because like he definitely does things. That if anyone else did them, it would be like dismissed. But everyone loves when Mox does it, even people that aren't wrestling fans. Apparently, it's honestly a really weird thing that he has pulled off in that regard. Um. Monster's on the run of a lifetime. Tope, just general thoughts. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but I think I don't think you can ever talk about John Moxley too much at this point. I mean, the dude is very, very special. Tope, any kind of broad thoughts on where Mox is at here in 2022? It it is potentially the like with the entrance and everything. It is like the coolest a wrestler has been to me. Like you, yeah. he, he comes on screen walking through the crowd. And you know that this guy is a badass that is gonna kick ass. Like, like there's there's no doubt. Like he could go up against anyone in the promotion, and you you can honestly say like this guy is gonna kick his ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that line he had after the uh, the New Japan show where he was like, the top of the the you know the banner can say AEW GCW or New Japan or NJPW. He's like, but as long as it's MOX. You know, you know, so shit's gonna go. That is like, he needs to say that shit on TV. I know they probably don't want him to because you know, saying other promotions and shit. I guess he's saying New Japan. They probably don't want him saying GCW, which actually, <laughs> good call. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a deal. He's he's very very special right now, Manny. I, I'm sure you're into it as we are. I know you're a big Blackpool Combat Club guy. This Moxley stuff is special, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. I was gonna make a joke though with Brucey Beats comment. <laughs> Dave's right about the blood scaring the women away. And right. Have you seen Dave talking about that? It fucking the whole thing rules because, like, I, I didn't I didn't listen today, but supposedly he went on a huge rant about it. <laughs> he, Dave, got mad incredible on the show. I'm like, you know, two of the three guys that bled, it wasn't their fault. <laughs> like Darby, like Darby, uh, hit hit uh, Brody with the skateboard and he just busted open yeah. the hard way, and then the Jericho one was. Did you see Jericho's head? Just, just yeah. like immediately, just tore the skin. It was crazy. Um, my dad, my dad said he's bleeding like Biff. Fucking pop me huge. I don't know why. He's only seen one. He's only seen the one Biff match too. <laughs> Household why, name. I don't know why Chris did that. Like, he ran full for his head first into the turnbuckle. Like, <laughs> Lionheart, brother. Lionheart. And then Dave just blamed it on the promotion. I was just like, what? What do you want? What is what is Tony supposed to do? Just say, "Hey guys, no bleeding." There's this like weird, like look, blessed. I I have no ill will with Dave. God bless him, but there is this hilarious like playbook of the things that 
casual fans do and don't like. That he's like an imaginary for an imaginary person. <laughs> and I have no understanding of why there is such a hard rule on these things. Like, perfect example is the Mance Warner thing, right? I watch AEW TV with my folks every week. After I watch it, you know, and then I watch it with them. And it's like, Mance Warner shows up and they're just like, right? You know? And like, I go on the internet and everyone's like, what would the casual fan do? I don't know, man. Like, my dad's like 63 and he just sort of sat there and watched it. <laughs> I fucking know it's wrestling, dude. It ain't that deep, you know? Blood's the same thing. Like, isn't, how many people are really watching AEW and like seeing Blood and be like, well, back to SmackDown for me. This is horseshit. You know, like it's, it's so weird. Now, look, is there an argument that they could do less Blood? I guess. Do I want them to do? Absolutely no. I, I love Blood. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a savage in that regard. I just want people to bleed on the wrestling show. Jericho bleeding shoot was. That did things to me, bro. It was dangerous. You know? <laughs> yeah, when he started bleeding, I was like, man, you know what? I think Chris Jericho should win. I was like, I was like, I was yeah, bro. And honestly, it wasn't that he was bleeding. It was that he was in a choke and he started going like this. Like, oh my God, my head is fucking wide open. You could see in his face. He was like, holy shit, this is bad. So that ruled. Um, yeah, but my thing with Mox, though, like, he's awesome. Um, right now he has, I think he has like three matches in my top 10 matches of the year. And he has the yeah. current number one spot with Tom Lawler as my match of the year. Because that match. Fucking love that match. That match yeah. is so awesome, and I guess I don't know. It's just Moxley's just so incredible, and then it helps that the BCC is so awesome when everybody they're doing it. You got really regular team manager, just like on commentary, making everything so like now like it's so important. Moxley making the title feel important again. No shot on Hayman, yeah. but it's just you know. I get you. Yeah, I get you. Sure, it's different. They're just different wrestlers at different points in their career, right? Yeah, Hangman's great. Hangman's also thirty; like he'll be fine. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, been... argument I, I think it was Hangman that said it earlier. He's like, well, you know, it's just like a weird comparison seeing Hangman and Moxley now. I'm like, well, towards the end of Hangman's run, he was getting towards where Moxley is at now, where he will fight anybody and yeah. do whatever it takes. It's just that he was just like scared the whole time he was champ, and then by the time he became a, a headhunter and put people in the ground, he lost mm-hmm. the title to Punk. So it's just I, like he regressed. That's what it the is. The Hangman thing is really interesting. I actually wish you get into this because I know that – Tope, you're a big fan. I know Dukes is. You're a big fan of Hangman, right? Like a, like he's like your favorite guy, Tope, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's top five. All right, let's talk about this because I think it's interesting. So I think we all agree that, um, you know, we all agree that Hangman's fucking great, right? Like all of his matches for the belt were tremendous. The chat's right that people are wrongly dismissing and forgetting – Hangman Danielson too as a match of the year candidate. That was incredible. I was there. Um, Fucking real. There you go. It was an amazing match. So um, we'll circle back to that. I want to get your take. So I, I, that feels like so long ago now for a range of reasons. <laughs> but um, we'll circle back. To that. But I want to get your guys' read on like, do you do you think there is something to Mike? I'm currently wrestling with the idea that you can get lost in like the Hangman. Like it's one thing to develop his character, but it's not lose sight of the fact that he should be beating guys up like i'm really torn on this topal I'll start with you because again you're like he's one of your favorite guys i like him very much but he's not there for me so i'm intrigued where you guys stand on like the balance between developing hangman's character but also not losing sight of this just have him go there and lariat guys you know where do you stand on this Tope? for me it was it was kind of it was deflating coming off the loss to punk because like to to me, I always I I was looking at that handman punk match as the first of multiple, 
And I, I thought that that one was the one that was going to solidify Hanman as the ace of the promotion. So to have him just lose that match and then the his usage on TV after that match was mind-boggling to, to yeah. some extent. Um, like the fact that he didn't seem to be interested in regaining his title, even though that there was now an interim title on the line, like it's it, it didn't make a lot of sense. And I understand they were holding back to tell the elite story, but I am not personally as invested in the elite story as a lot of others are. So it really felt like a step down to me. Mm-hmm. But as, as you said, like he's he's a very, he's young. I believe he's what, 30, 31, I believe. Oh, right. um, and you see the talent, you see the promo, you see the connection with the crowd. So I think he will get back up there, especially once Omega's back. They can tell that story. Uh, there is a wrestler that has left, or I don't know the situation, but has seemingly left New Japan Pro Wrestling with history with Kenny that is going to expand that story a lot more as well. And I think that that could also help Handman. Um, but like... The the fact that he could be off this pay per view card is just kind of mind boggling to me. It's weird, yeah. I definitely agree. The one thing I think is objectively true: the take about the post title thing was like a is one hundred percent real. Like him doing that weird promo about I can't be in the battle royal because like he did this weird like anti authority thing. It's like what? The, wait, what? <laughs> it was strange. Um, so that part of it's interesting, Dukes. Where do you stand on the kind of broader topic of? Hangman's usage, the ideal version. What do you think? I think he needed to wrestle more as the champion, because yeah. like the like the way Mox is now, like challenger of the week type of shit. Like Hangman versus Brody King would have fucking ruled. Like shit like that. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do the Adam Cole is bad bit because I like Adam Cole, but I think I that will. feud happened. At, <laughs> I think that feud happened at the wrong time. I agree. It just felt because right. Cole's so over, and like yeah. the music and the entrance, like it felt like it just kind of like took away the spotlight from Hangman. Even though Hangman won in two really good matches, and I like both of them, but it just felt like bad timing. It was definitely in an ideal world you wouldn't have split the crowd that way. Yeah. But that kind of gets back to the conversation we had earlier about the heels, right? Like yeah. Cole's one of their top heels, but in reality, is he even a heel? Like everyone, everyone cheers him, and he wrestles. I mean, he wrestles like a heel kind of. He does headlocks, but not really, right? I think that match match would be a lot different now, especially now that Cole's even more popular than he is now. Now he's more popular because everybody found out that he's been wrestling with a... He's a hero. Yeah, he's been wrestling with like a a hurt shoulder this whole time since he got to AW. So it's just like... I'll be real with you guys. Like This is 100% true. Firstly, God bless Adam Cole. You know, such a good guy, and he was wrestling her for a long time. But this is 100% true. I was at a cinema hop for a double Shackle. shot. I was in a double shot, and I watched one flick came out and went on my phone just to check if anything hadn't, you know, because Buddy Matthews might have signed somewhere. And um, Shoot had sent me that quote, you know, the one where it felt like Tony had lost his mind a couple weeks ago. He was like, Malachi Black signed till 2026, Adam Cole signed to I, I read Adam Cole's sign for another five years, and like, I'm embarrassed by how much it affects me. My life like flashed before my eyes. I was like, oh man, it's five years. Jesus, man. He's gonna outlast me in this shit. This is terrible. You know, that's a long time. 
Necessary. I was like, man, what are you doing? Seven year contracts? Is it is it crazy to any of you guys like risk to sign these kind of like why we have wouldn't you just like keep some leverage and fucking sign like two three years and do it? And then two three weeks, uh, I mean it happened the same week, like triple H is like free now, yeah. like and they, I'm like, because like they said six years and like they've been around for a year already. So I was like, man, like and then Miro signed for another he added in like another four years, so he's here to twenty twenty six too. And I'm just like, My God, like you guys just not care, like you just want the money well, and with Miro, it's like he I guess he might that. yeah, he probably just like fuck that place, right? Same thing with Swerve. Yeah, but Adam Cole, I guess he didn't know Triple H was gonna get power. I don't know. I don't know what mean about Adam Cole. Bless his heart, but I think with Swerve though, Swerve lets you know every time he's on a podcast that he hates Triple H, so Yeah. He did, he did on the unrestricted today too. <laughs> he, he's one of the few guys from that era that's like is not impressed by Triple H, the Booker, right? Like he's like one of the few guys. He's very com- like he says it consistently. He's interesting. Yeah, um, kind of weird because you hear all those NXT guys are like, "Oh, he's like a father figure to me." And Swerve's like, "No, I, just, I didn't like." I like Sean. Swerve fucking rules, by the way. Swerve's he's a real player. Um, he'll be interested in how he kind of pans out in the promotion. All right, we were talking about Hangman. I remember that. Dukes, I want to go back to you because I did say I would. Memories of of that incredible bloodbath. First week of January, it was right, the TBS premiere. Yeah. It opened the show, I believe, to keep some sort of tension about how long it was go. Mm-hmm. Um, memories, man. Danielson and Hangman 2. I, like, I was like, I was standing up the whole time, but like the headbutts, oh my God, I was like, there was a little bit of room. I was pacing back and forth. I was like walking, pumping my fist. <laughs> and then um, I, they did this thing where Hangman got out of every hold yeah. that Brian had beaten people with before, or he beat all the Dark Order people with, I think. The triangle. And he had, yeah, he yeah, uh, and he had the the yes lock on, and people started coming up for Brian, and I turned around and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I was I was like actually terrified. I was like he's gonna fucking lose. Yeah. I, I feel, but also there were people you could feel like people didn't want Hangman to lose too. It was very it was tension. It was yeah. split in like a different type type of way. Mm-hmm. People were like egging on Brian as the heel. It, it was less um watching at home it felt like it was less your guy, my guy, and it was more fans were to- like torn internally. Like I don't want Hangman to lose, yeah. but also it's fucking Brian Danielson, yeah. right? That's what it felt yeah. like. It's the American yeah. Dragon. How do you do? Yeah, I was there for one. You w- yes, because it was Texas, right? Yeah, when it was coming. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It was, I felt I was so mad because I left my house early and I tried. To get, I got I convinced my brother to come with me that day. Yeah, and he was like, I don't want to go. I'm just like, come. And he took so long yet every stop we took. I'm like, man, we're gonna get there so late. And we got there maybe five minutes ago, and we couldn't park. It was so long, and we finally parked, and we're yeah. running to the door. And oh then we finally get our seat. And as soon as the we got there, as soon as the dynamite, like the the fireworks were going off, and we heard Danielson's music go off. I'm like, oh shit, they're starting with this. And you had people who were next to us be like texting their friends, like they're not even in the the arena yet. And then like. We're just sitting there, like, my phone stops working because, you know, there's, like, no Wi-Fi in the building and, like, no service. Mm-hmm. So I just put my phone away. Next thing I know, like, 45 minutes passed, and I didn't know. I get my first notification, and I, I look at my phone. I see it's uh, 7.45. I'm like, 7.45, and I yelp that out, and I hear other people around me. 45 minutes, 
and then yeah. everybody figures out that's going the hour long. The, the thing, and everybody's standing up the last like ten minutes. You only Hangman Danielson, and then as soon as the hour is up, everybody's giving each other half fives and stuff like that. <laughs> they saw like they part of the match. People were I remember people were sweating because they were jumping up and down. Every and people were like this is awesome I and mean, like it was just yeah. like, it was one of the craziest atmospheres I've ever been for a match. It's. I think what's really cool about the ad draw, we talked about this on the Burt last week. There was like some debate about it. And I totally get why people are not into it. But I think what people like about it is it's kind of forever in that way, right? It's like, you know, 40 years ago, if guys went an hour, it was like, oh, man, they're the best workers in the industry right now. And while there are some guys who go long now and don't need to, that's still absolutely how we view it. Like, when you see Brian Danielson going out with Hangman, it brings... In my view, it, it like elevated Hangman just that he looked that fucking great against Danielson. He's probably the best wrestler to ever live. Like it was such a, and it, honestly, that series, this is probably unfair. This is my genuine opinion on it. I think that series is example, a good example of where AEW's lack of like videos and recaps hurts them a little bit. Because to me, like if that them matches happen in my promotion, bro, like, uh, you wouldn't go for a fucking TV without me reminding you of that shit. You know, like. Yeah move on so quick and it's good to that because we never get bored but at the same time let people figure out and grasp what they just watch man that's like special stuff you know they're, they're magical matches so. yeah and that's they magic. should be like legendary yeah. like how like wwe is going to make that cody seth yeah yeah titty match legendary that match yeah. should be cemented in like the people's minds it's, you know it, I mean? it's very much like it's repetition it's one of those deals you know yeah i remember the the conversation coming out of that, that show was uh why were people were mad about the draw because they were booing? They weren't booing because of the draw. They were just mad that nobody, because the crowd was so loud, you can barely hear Justin at all. Oh, okay. yeah, you couldn't so, tell the time. Same thing yeah, about the rash, but they kind of the match. Yeah, when he said fifty-five, I can barely hear it. And then I can, the people around me were like, "What did he just say?" Uh, yeah. I think he said fifty-five minutes, and then that's and people were just like mad that it just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, I got you. No, yeah, that's what it was. This is saying that no one who's watching this will have any power of affecting, but like seriously, um, the lack of full matches on YouTube is fucking nuts, man. Like, yeah. you've got some of the biggest stars in wrestling. <laughs> Throw some of those up. They're a really good entry path for, like, Tope said he got into wrestling watching a full, like, uh, the Hell in a Cell match, right? Yeah. So, so crazy. Like, they have Claudio and they have ROH now. They could have uploaded. Yeah. Uh, Claudio I know that drives me crazy, bro. They yeah, could have uploaded like, Claudio versus Nigel or Claudio versus Morishima mm-hmm. before the ROH match. So, um, Tope, I know that like me, or I'm assuming like me, you watch these two Danielson Hangman matches from home, but any memories we've talked about for a little bit here, I wanted to get your take on it. Like, that was a special couple matches we got there, right? Yeah, I, I remember the end of the first match because I, I was convinced that um, I, I had heard, like, because I think it was Sean, uh, like, yeah. tweeted out that day, like, kind of hinting at it. And so, like, I knew it was a possibility, but I also thought that they could definitely swerve and just have, like, handman. Because I forget how I forget how that last minute went, but there was, like, two false, false finishes in it. And, like, I, I was up on my feet, jumping up and down. Shades of Johnny B. Bad versus Brian Pillman Jr. at Fall Ball 95. Brian Pillman Jr. My bad, my bad. Um, <laughs> Uh, same thing. Uh, How dare you? How dare you? Okay, hold on. This game says because Oracle's not here and he'll get really mad. That match is awful. So you both hated this match? It was so bad. It was so boring. It, it was, was the so most boring. Slow. 
It was the most bored I've been watching. The longest 20 minutes of my life. Gosh, you, you guys are going to hate. Like, if that was <laughs> slow for you, you guys are fucked, man. Like, you're going to hate it. That was like a, that's like an up tempo. To be fair, that oh. one's long because that is slow. I get you, but it has a 20 minute time limit and it goes 29 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. Well, you know, what? <laughs> Why did you give me? But I need, I'm so, I'm still trying to watch AWA, so I'm trying to. <laughs> they would fight. Let me tell you, young Dukes watched AWA. You would never watch wrestling again. Probably never not. again. You know, it'd be something. It's quite the deal. What was you gonna say, Dukes? Or you, you had a question. Uh, kind of... Yeah, they did sudden death after. Isn't every match sudden death anyway? Exactly. That's how. It, that's how. What the oh, fuck? No, I liked party. You know, world championship like, wrestling. It went nine minutes after the time limit. Oh, they said sudden death, and they wrestled at the same pace. And it was not... two sleeper. Two sleeper holds a minute after the time limit ended. Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't, I don't understand when you do like a sudden death and then the match ends like a minute later. Yeah. Used to be better is what we're saying here, guys. <laughs> I think the opposite. Absolutely <laughs> not. Play it. It's such a, like, I think my genuine take, we talked about this last time, Manny and I did. I brought up to him. I think there's a lot of booking things from yesteryear that you could absolutely take and the shows will be better for it but like this idea that wrestling was once like really realistic and well worked is such like it's such a fallacy because what it is is people just watch like the flare matches and like man this shit was good you know? yeah. there was loads of shitty wrestlers man they're always yeah, in the first aw match i saw i got so mad because they when they said wrestling is real some guy was just like elvis and then and, <laughs> and then this other guy that looked like kind of shredded and like they're like well I didn't, since I didn't know who the names were, like, well, this guy's a former light heavyweight, like, light heavyweight champion. I'm like, I thought it was the big buff guy. No, it was the Elvis dude that ripped off his clothes and he was semi shredded. They said that he's a high flyer and all he did was two rolls and a crossbody for the win. <laughs> and you guys sound like haters right now, bro. You know, respect, yeah. respect the old timers. You know, he's he's fine. You'll learn one day. It's okay, guys. We'll, we'll, in a few years, we'll do this. You know, we'll do like our best workers of the 80s. Oracle will be here. We'll have notes. It'll be a good time. Um, Manny, I'll go to you. Your favorite thing in wrestling right now. I know it's probably Blackpool Combat Club, but because we just did the mock segment, um, do you have another another suggestion? Triple H becoming cool now. And <laughs> that fucking rules. Triple H thing is wild because. So here's the thing. Firstly. And I'm not patting myself on the back here, but I am. I have been very consistent in my stance on Triple H. And there are some people that think that I have uh, switched up, as the kids would say. There you go, guys. Um, I'm not saying Triple H is good. I'm saying he's not Vince. And I think that's already been evident, right? Like, that's a thing. Like, the shows are... Like, Raw this week was really good. Genuinely. No bits. It was a really good show. Well, I'm not just saying it's like Triple H in general. It's just like... The, the, the talk of it, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Like, the wrestlers, like you see Jonah tweeting out I emojis. I'm like, bro, you just beat Okada. Why are you doing like the emojis? <laughs> like, dude, Triple H, I'm just like, come, and then Leo Rush putting the timer on. I'm like, you were just at a New Japan show saying that you can't wait to come back to the Super Junior Division. And it's just like, all these wrestlers, I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, what are you doing? I'm with like, you. I just, what's funny about it is. Is the W a lot of the WWE fans like loyalists have been burying Triple H and dismissing the idea of him taking over, and like as soon as he took over, like well fuck we're back, you know, and like 
lyrics over Karrion Cross and like Sam Shaw and shit. It's fucking insane, man. Like, this is why I stopped caring about the, the tribalism and stuff. Because I have a lot of people on the WWE side where I actively despise. And it used to pop me when they would have like taken L. I would check their timeline and pop. And then when Brett Danielson left and I realized that none of them sold for it and just pretended it wasn't a big deal, I was like, oh, this is a pointless game because they never lose. They just pretend it doesn't, <laughs> they just change their opinion on it, right? So it's quite the deal. Um, Tope, where do you stand on the uh, the Triple Paul, Papa H, all this business that's taking part of Twitter, taking over Twitter right now? Um, I, I feel like good, like if he's able to make good show, I like, I didn't watch a lot of like the black and gold NXT. Um, so I, I'm not familiar really with like a lot of like the tropes and everything that, uh, people say he uses a lot or uses as a crutch or, or everything. But like, I feel like as, as you said, like it, it's not Vince. It's not a senile, like, 70-whatever old man. So the show has to be better. And it's just a matter of if you like this version of WWE or not. Because if you – like, I, I've watched – I watched the first Raw that he was, like, totally in control of. And I yeah. watched part of this week. And I much more enjoyed it than, like, the clips that I would see um, over the past couple years. But – yeah. I, I don't see why it's an issue if, like, if it's not for you, just continue to not watch. And if you do like it, now you have two wrestling shows to watch or three if you include SmackDown. So, like, it, it should be, it should be like a rising tides lift all ships type deal. But people are tuning it like a, the classic, if it's not what I want exactly, then it's right. not what should happen. Everyone watches differently, right? Like, I have definitely come to the conclusion that for me personally, the best way to do it is like treat it as a buffet, you know, like I have a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Cause I, I find when I, this is the way my brain works. I'm not talking about anyone else, but when I like hyper focus on one product, I think that's unhealthy for me. Like it drives me nuts, you know, cause I see all the flaws of it. And it's like, I think I'm better just picking different things. And I'm with you. If WWE is good. Then now I have something else to pick from. Right. And look, God bless MLW, Impact, all these promotions, but that ain't going to give you much buzz in terms of atmosphere. WWE doesn't have AEW crowds. They're big shows, right? So now you have two, you know, big time major league promotions that you can, you can kind of enjoy and pick different things from. Dukes, where do you stand on the, uh, the triple pull business? I think everyone's reaction is like valid in some way because it's gone from like a zero to like a five or a six. Yeah. And that's, like, a dramatic fucking change from what it's been from, like... Shayna was, like, fighting a doll at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's in, like, a, a, a title match. Obviously, it's better. But mm-hmm. I, it's still not, like, my shit, really. Like, I'll, I'll watch... Like, now that it's, like, competent, I'll go out of my way to, like, watch a good match. Let's get into... You said it's not your shit, which I actually... I think this is saying that's not talked about enough. What is the things beyond the just booking and talent itself that make us prefer one show to another? I've been secretly watching Raw. <laughs> so you like, have, yeah. You so have. like, actually, like, I remember when in Triple H first got taken over, like, I think last week, right, was the first show. Yeah. Everybody was talking about how happy they were watching and how good the show was. I was like, I can't handle this. I just fell asleep 
I just forced myself to sleep so I wouldn't see it and wake up right after that. <laughs> you couldn't deal with it, man. You couldn't face it. You just, can't, you just run away from it, you know? Um, and, and then, like, I just remember everybody, like, in the next day, like, in our Rusty's chat, like, all the matches you have to watch. And I'm just like, I'm not doing anything. I guess I'll watch just the matches and stuff. And yeah. I watched them, and I'm just like, for who was that said that some of these matches have been on Dynamite? I'm like, I'm like, well, if these matches were on Dynamite, they probably would have been, like, well, like, the, like, not the worst, but, like. I get you. It's different. I think the AJ Styles stuff could easily be on TBS tomorrow, and it'd be like, you know, well, he's AJ, it, right? If the Miz, that Miz, that match well, happened on Sunday, that match would have been like the worst rated match. Like, I saw that match and I fell asleep during it. I don't know, man. I mean, we, you know, there are some people that wrestle on Dynamite that we, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, on a show, like, what happened, like, last night. I get you. I understand. It's, it's, the standards are different. Objectively, they are. Like, we just talked. Again, if Brian Danielson had a 60 minute draw on fucking Raw, you will be talked about for like decades. You'll be unfathomable. Just like when uh, AJ Styles and Danielson had that uh, two yeah. uh, that I see title match, yeah, yes. the, re- the long one, yeah. So yeah. like that happened, and then another another sick thing that I was, like, I'm not gonna say you said it, but they're just like imagine if WWE getting so close to GCW was so like they had their version of ECW, and like all the talent, all the talent that Triple H is interested in, they just said like, oh, book this guy so we can see how he looks tonight. When they said that, like, somebody just punched me in the stomach. I was like, oh, Bandito wrestling for tryouts in GCW or like, uh, or Shunsuke or Yamato. I'm just like, man, what are you doing? I will say one thing that was noticeable this week, especially, they've definitely loosened up on like WWE style already. Yeah. They've definitely done that. Um, like that Dolph Gable thing was, n- that would not have been on the show six months ago. Like they just yeah. fucking mat wrestled for like three minutes. It was pretty wild. Um, Speaking of things that shouldn't be on shows, here he is. What's up, guys? What time did you call this, Bob? I told What's you up? I told you it was going to come after the game. Yeah. What time did you call this, Bob? Yeah, I know. So it's actually funny. I was sitting there because I know it I told you earlier. I'm really funny. Really funny. Yeah. I told you earlier it would be like 15 to 30 minutes. So we're sitting in the yeah. restaurant, and it's the show starting, and I'm like, oh, we haven't even gotten our food yet. We're kind of fucked here. Um, but from what I heard, you guys have held it down great tonight. Um, what have you heard? Uh, Shoot said you guys are doing a good job. Oh, good. I thought it was something else talking about, you know? No. You haven't heard anything else, have you? Not yet. All right, good. To be fair, we've had about 40 people here the whole time. We've been going for me two hours, so I think it's going pretty well. You know? That's good. Love to Things hear it. for me. Now, if it goes down now, Bob, we have something to blame, don't we? It's fair. Bob, we are talking yep. about WWE. Nice. Good. It's good again, have you heard? It, it, well, Raw is. Well... I don't. I honestly don't know if SmackDown's real. I think you're making it up. I've told you this for a while now. I think SmackDown'll be okay. It just it's more of a process than Raw. Raw was already pretty good. I've been telling you Raw's been good since the Rumble. Yeah, well, I'd have to be personal about it. Um, <laughs> Bob, we've been going around the hall here on our favorite thing in wrestling right now. So I'll throw it straight to you. Your Trump from Return to the Late Night Green. What is your favorite thing in pro wrestling right now? Um, off the bat, you know the. Uh... The six women tag angle they're running on Raw has been awesome. Um, you know, the brawls have been great. They get, you know, four or five segments per show. Um, we're going to get some combinations of singles matches, I think. I know they have the tag tournament, but I think we will get some combination of singles matches at some point in the next uh, three weeks. And it's just been really well done. And uh, I think probably the best sign of uh, 
you know, the new regime. Because, you know, they focused on the women before, but not in, like, a central role like this. And uh, it's it's been something else, man. I'm actually with you. This one definitely one of my favorite things. Um, the brawls are, like, people can learn from that stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, all caps is out there. She's fucking fighting Yoshirai like they're, like they're in the K1, you know? It's quite the deal. Um, Manny, I know you say you've been secretly watching Raw. Have you popped for any of these? Stuff. You didn't watch this? No, interesting. <laughs> There's a bit going on it. There's a bit that I want to repeat that's going on in the Wrestle Periods group chat and other group chats that I'm not yeah. a fan of, but it is what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. I respect your silence. Young Dukes, did you see this? Which, like, the most recent brawl? Any of it, yeah. Any of this last couple I saw, weeks. I saw, I saw the first one, and yeah, I like you. Pop, you pump your fist. I, uh, but, uh, I definitely grinned. I don't know if I yeah. pump my fist. How often does you do you pump your fist? Very often. Oh wow! <laughs> there you go, folks. Some insight I'm very, here. I'm easy. Yeah. Wow. Hear that, Bob? Mm-hmm. Topo. He did it then. My God. Topo, you may have been pumping your fist this whole time. We can't see you. We'll never know. Um, <laughs> Have you seen any of this action with the women's trios business? Uh, well, first, uh, Alexa, turn off the lights. Nice. Uh, just very hoping good. to get Meech there. Um, that was very good. I forgot that was a thing we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it was my idea. I forgot. Uh, um, uh, I saw, I don't know if this is the most recent one you're talking about, but the one that you popped hard for the Dakota cell, uh, yeah. the KL cell, that's yeah, the that one that I saw. That fucking ruled. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I I enjoyed that. That was um, I'm looking forward. I'll I'll watch the match. I mean, you you got a lot of good workers in there and yeah. um, some some good characters uh, and a doll. Uh, so thank you. Uh, um, so I I'm looking forward to it. It seems like um, it seems like it's as as I said before. It's kind of like the uh, ah. Close. <laughs> um, carry on, my bad. Um, it's. I mean, it's like a like uh, I was saying before, where it's you. You kind of have more options now with this change in power. Where I saw Jay Shell on on Twitter earlier was talking about how she's she's liking a lot more WWE stuff because they're focusing so much more on the women, and like I think that that's awesome and. While while personally I I pop more for a lot of AEW stuff and the more Eddie Kingston John Moxley, like if your appeal to wrestling is women's wrestling and that's what you want to succeed, having a three on three All Star match that'll most likely be a top car uh, top uh, like match on a pay per view yeah. is is awesome. I agree, and that is a real thing, right? Like, there are for some people, AEW is not for like if you're if that's your favorite thing at wrestling, then I think you're in every right to be like, I don't really fuck with AEW. I get it totally. So yeah, I mean, just look how, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if you can ask half the people in the chat, like, what would they? We, we popped all, we all popped for that eight man tag that we all uh, we came up with earlier yeah. with Punk and them. People like you're gonna have that kind of feel that react to that. But they're not gonna get that excited about the women's all-star tag. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. The wrestling fandom is at at the moment, and vice but, versa, right? Like the yeah. other, the other way too. Yes, yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's just it's the audiences are different. There is definitely like there are wrestlers that are on WWE TV that um, 
people on Twitter dismiss. It's like they're actually like a big deal. If you like watch the shows, it's actually kind of jarring how much they're like. Some yeah. of them is crazy. Like seriously, people think I'm doing a bit. If you watch Raw this week, Bob, I know you did. Bailey was doing her in ring promo and they fucking hit Alexa's music and it was like, like fucking Robot Animal was coming out. It was like <laughs> incredible. And you just don't, you would never know that beyond social because their fan base is different, man. Like they're, listen, they bought those fucking dolls. They like the fiend for Christ's sakes, you know? And it's weird too because like you'll, for like some of these matches for Raw, like they're kind of loud, then they go quiet. Yeah. And then like that happened with uh, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Where I thought they had the best match on Raw, but I didn't see all the sh- all the matches, just right. all the big men's matches, and then like, it was just weird because like that, I thought that was the best work match, and then it was the most quiet that the crowd was. What they lack is there's no WWE shows don't have heat. Yeah, like they are trained to like react to moments and like entrances and like taunts and like the Usos do their ooh and the crowd so you know they love that. But it's like um, it's like when the match is just guys getting heat on someone or like making a comeback, they just like sit there. It's yeah. really weird. And I don't want to keep like dunking like on the women for AEW, but it's just like you know, say like that was the women's match on win- uh, Wednesday. Every yeah. they pop for like the entrances and stuff, and then as soon as the match started, they just kind of got like quiet, sort of. Yeah, I honestly like as quiet as an AEW crowd would get. You know, I honestly think the Jade thing is like a real thing. Concerns yeah. me quite a bit, you know. I was watching it this week and I was like, I don't really know what we're achieving at this point. We're just kind of going in circles. And I'm not saying it's bad, it's just like, is it again? It's one of those, is the juice worth the squeeze? Like, there's not really any good matches coming from it. I don't know if it's having like a business effect. This is, I guess, what I'm what I'm getting at here. Um, Reese is right, by the way. Reese is right. I mean, I will say though, like, Twitter disliking. Yeah. FTR is that's very much like a bubble though. Like there's yeah. you know I was gonna bring up the Burt Baker thing. It's just like she's the most over woman in the company. Yes, Even when, she's re- when she's wrestling, there's a DMD chance for her the whole match and hundred percent. Yeah, like the matches suck, but it's just like it is what it is. It's just like <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, and that's a good example. Like the Twitter thing is across the board, Twitter is a disconnect. Mm-hmm. But if, um, you're, if you're watching uh what happened last it was Thunder Rosa and uh the tag, right? Rosa yeah. and yeah. That was the first time there was actually like it was like, called into the match because like the match was good, you know, like. But you're, it you're was that. Been, yeah. But also remember, like those women have been on TV quite a bit, you know. Yeah. And that's the like. We, this is the thing is, um, we're all like way inside, right? We're doing a wrestling podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Like if I say to you, "What do you think of Sky Blue?" You're like, "Well, I know all about Sky Blue because I've seen her on sea shows and I've seen her do this. And I've seen that like." To the person who I'm not doing the casual fan, but this is just the reality of it. To people that watch Dynamite, you need to like reiterate to them who these folks are. With the women, he rotates it, so you see the like you see most of the women once every six weeks, right? The only ones that you've seen consistently are Britt, so by default Jamie, and Rosa, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Tony's been on pretty very often, so you're right, Manny. The work was better, unquestionably. The work was better, but I also think there's a lesson in there about like. The crowd reacted also because they actually care about those people a little bit, you know? So mm-hmm. it's hard. There's a balance there. It's um, I certainly don't think the answer is just throwing matches out there and being like, well, they didn't like that one. <laughs> On to the next, you know? I don't think that's what it's like. Oh, we got a chance. Like, like the Triple H thing was just like my joke bit. It just ended up, there's like a lot to talk about with the Triple H stuff. So. 
My real, yeah, conflict, the real thing I'm excited about was the rise of Konosuke Takeshita in America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's been quite the deal. I know you had a feed review. If there's money posted it yet, the review of, of Claudia, that piece of shit. Um, it's been quite the deal. Bobby, I know you're someone who's kind of learned of and enjoyed Takeshita in his US run here. Your thoughts on, on Takeshita's time in the States? Yeah, I think it's been great, man. And I hadn't seen him, you know, before he uh, came over here. And he just... It's it's interesting. I pointed this out a couple of weeks ago. Like he's lost every big match he's been in, but he still feels important, feels competitive. You know, kind of like we were talking about with uh, Champa the other day. Yeah. You know, there's a way to do that, and they've done it really well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's like actually a really important part of the playbook because mm-hmm. otherwise, you know, you have no competitive matches, right? You need to have guys getting over and defeat. It's important. Tope, where are you at on uh, the rise of Takeshita? Yeah, that's been one of my favorite things this year. Just, I mean, it, it's it's been said a lot, but just like the way he runs the ropes, the way mm-hmm. he delivers all of the suplexes, like it it is it is truly like the term generational gets thrown around. But like I, I, I don't have the the depth of wrestling knowledge that a lot of others have, but I have not seen anyone do those things like he does. And like well, I feel yeah. like he's only going to get better. There was that one guy that you, you messaged me. You said he reminded you of Takeshi. Remember the guy on Full Brawl 95? Johnny B. Bad? Yeah. Remember you said, like, you know, the, the athleticism, the dynamism, uh, the intensity. Better the thing. Hey, watch your mouth there, kid. All right? It's not carried away. Um, it's going to be an awful day when in the group chat we made for this, I get a message about Arn Anderson being bad. It's going to be, like... No, he rules. No, know. that... He's the, the Arn and Rick match was fucking awesome from that show. Oh, good. You're like, okay, good. That is yeah. really that's a really cool match. Arn was terrified of that match. You know, like he uh, he tells a story about it. Like that was his biggest singles match ever. And he did his promo. What you know, the promo with Gene before. He did that promo. Walked. Got very lightheaded and felt so nervous. He stopped. Vomited. Went through. <laughs> wrestled Ric Flair. And he won. He was shook, man, because it was a bit like. He didn't have matches like that. As crazy as it sounds, yeah. nowadays, the rest of that caliber, you'd have regular matches that, you know, had some... So back then, his TV champ, he would wrestle 15-minute matches, but it was different. Rosters were different then, you know? It wasn't like this the way it is now, where Dax Harwood's had, what, three, like, 15-minute matches on TV that were, like, epics, you know? Yeah. Pack, Punk, so on and so It was just different. He wrestled TV matches a lot. It just wasn't the same uh, variety, I, suppose, I guess would be the best way to explain it. But, yeah, that match is very good. We'll talk about it another time. Um... Shame that Arn's no good on AEW TV. That's unfortunate. Wouldn't it be good if he was good on TV? Remember when he burned, really Cody's, he burned yes. Cody's clothes or whatever that rule? <laughs> that was just incredible. Complain they did about, like, yeah. Complain about his son not being on TV. Never, I mean, Arn hasn't been on TV since. Yeah. Remember when he would just shoot people with his hand? Yes. <laughs> there was a couple matches where he was at ringside with Jules because Lee and Brock team up, and it was like incredible because they would never interact with each other. <laughs> They'd just be at the same side of the ring, like just not pretending the other one's not there. It was really quite the deal. Um, Remember when he fell? Yes. That happened oh multiple times, actually. He fell at Arthur Ashe when I was there. That was funny. Oh, and then he fell, oh, and he got, he got stuck in the um, thing, and Jose had to help him up. <laughs> but Jose helped him up and, like, pretended to throw a punch. Fucking rule. Oh, man. Jose's awesome. Jose rules. I forgot the Arthur Ashe thing where he was on the wrong side of the ring and he had to and he go, tried around, to the go post. around. Yeah. 
It's so sad, bro. This is just, you know, he was the enforcer, man. He's fucking falling over all the time. It's sad. Sounds in old age. It's fine. All right. Uh, the, um, thing I, the one thing I'll say about... Uh, can I, uh, yes, Carol with Takushi, like, yes. Uh, it's so weird. Like, I've, like I said, I'm not like some wrestling historian, but like, I know about the Muda's excursion, you know? Like, it was... People are comparing to that excursion where it's the best one since then. I can't really compare the two. But the only way I can compare it to is Morishima or Kenta. Yeah. Where they came in, they were just awesome and dominant. Where they didn't win a championship. But I think this is different. I think uh, Takeshi is actually going to win a championship eventually. Because I think it's kind of weird how he's you know, his last two matches have been against the BCC guys. And then how Rigo on commentary was just like, well, all he needs is some. Uh, I really want him in the Blackpool Combat Club. But. Well, who are my guys going to wrestle if he's in there and all that? And then, yeah. And after that, Caprice was like, "Well, all he needs is a coach." And then Rico just went silent after that. So it's just that's like, a good story. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, is he? Is he? Because then you have the story of because Rico even said it that uh, Takeshi is always watching their practices uh, before the show. And he, never, he never wants to get involved. He's just watching the basically just train. So yeah. then, then you have that video that showed after where Regal went up to him after the match and just started shaking his hand. So I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so interesting. I'm like, if Takesha goes with them, I'm like, this is the most loaded faction I've ever seen. Like, That's the problem, man. I It feels like they're already too loaded, you know? Yeah. It's like Claudio, Danielson, and Mox is the big three. is disgusting. That's like, because Claudio, it's not WWE Cesaro. Like, Claudio is clearly going to be protected and be like a top guy. Mm-hmm. Moxley and Danielson, obviously, goes without saying. So it's just, I don't know if you can do it, man. Like, it feels like it's too much. Like, 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 how would you do it? It's like uh, Takesha has the ROH TV title. Like, all three of them have the title. And then what does Danielson have? TNT or the Atlantic? I'm like, who beats them? Like, nobody's like, these guys are awesome. Danielson's in a really weird spot where, like, do any of us think he's ever going to win the AEW world title? Oh, I think he's going to win it. You think he's going to win it? Well, we all do. Do you think he's going to? Yeah, I don't know. I think it depends on a lot of other things, I feel like. Yeah, like, like gut feel. Resign. Uh, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Well, I think the, I think Danielson might resign the way he's having fun and wrestling. Yeah. Vince he's is gone. Everywhere. Which, look, man, Vince being gone makes him more likely to stay in AEW to you. So, well, uh, I'm never going to forget that day where Tony Khan talked about the only guy he told that he purchased ROH was Danielson. And then Danielson was the one that was coming up with like storylines and how to make the promotion good again. I was like, this guy loves it, man. He just wants to be a part of. And then he was talking about how he was thinking of retiring after this contract. And then he saw Suzuki, what he was doing. And then he's like, you know what? I can keep going. I just have to wrestle like Suzuki and just be part time. It's really interesting the idea of like, because he was on the creative team in WWE. So he definitely is interested in that stuff, which is. Honestly, scary as someone who loves him because he could definitely be bad at that, and that would be unfortunate. Um, we'll see, but yeah, it does pop me. Topher, do you think Danielson's going to end up AEW World's Champ at some point? I don't think he wants to. I don't either. Yeah, I don't think he, I feel like you'd have to really convince him, you know. And if you I really have like, to convince him, would they ever? Because they have so many guys to win it, you know. Exactly. I feel like he definitely will always be up there, and will always be like in contention and will be earning shots but i feel like he's always gonna go back to like old danielson and just put over the other guy in an incredible match yeah absolutely i I tend to agree um 
Reese brings out him having one last Ring of Honor title run. I do think there's a chance that he really pops himself for some Ring of Honor stuff. Um, I think he wanted to wrestle Gresham when he said as much. That's that's a weird kind of wrinkle of that whole thing. But like, I guess I'll put it this way. If you do Joe versus Danielson on Dynamite, that's a cool deal, right? But if you do that in like Ring of Honor pay-per-view, it's like, yeah, it's like, holy shit. That'd be insane, wouldn't it? Just be, it'd be so much kind of, to me, anyway, it'd be cooler. I don't know. That's stuff's gotta, interesting. I got to say something about a match I saw with them two earlier, later, earlier. But I'll say it on later on. Was it the cage match? Yeah. I thought it sucked. Go ahead. Go ahead. If we sucked? Yeah. Did they have two cage matches? I'm trying to think of the... I don't what know. T- I... What, what time frame was this? Was this for Joe's belt? No, this is when uh, Danielson was champ. And then I think this is the winner faces uh, homicide for the belt, and you know he. Oh looks- yeah, I I don't remember I don't remember this thinking this was great. You might be correct on this. Yeah, because I just there remember some misses, man. I just remember it just being like them trying to escape the whole time. Like there was some. I know that was the the point of escaping, but I'm like, oh, sure. I'm home, like this is ROH. I expect like there to be like by KO or pin. You Have know? you seen? Um, I watched it last week again. And I was posting the pictures. Have you seen Joe's cage match with? Uh, with Jay, Jay Briscoe? No, I haven't. Watch that one. Because there's the escape part, but it's like, it's honestly one of the most violent wrestling matches I've ever seen. The it's best, fucking the best insane. part of that match was, I think it was Dave Prezak. He says, oh no, Homicide gave him the ghetto fork. I'm like, what's the ghetto <laughs> fork? And it's just a regular fork that Homicide <laughs> yeah, just gave to Samoa Joe. And I'm just like, <laughs> what makes that for ghetto? <laughs> Bob, how familiar are you with this concept? What's that? The ghetto folk. Oh yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, okay, hang on a second. Um, well, I, also, yeah, I also got mad because people were. I said that they should do the trios tournament with uh, Claudio, Moxley, and Danielson, and people said that's not fair for you to. He's a he's a kid. I said, who cares? <laughs> Imagine a trios match with the elite with Claudio, Danielson, and Moxley. Yeah. So we, Manny and I often will say it to each other. Well, you know. Fuck these young folks, right? Who needs them? Anyway, Dukes, what's your next favorite thing in wrestling? Uh, I don't know. It's fine. You don't have to. I didn't. No, you gotta give me a second. I didn't know you were. I didn't know we were doing second, like a second go around. We don't have to. I just went to the transition of anyway, Dukes. Okay. Really, it was good. You know, <laughs> me and my dad watched now. Joe and Kobashi, and he fucking loved it. Oh, that rules. I mean, yeah. that's probably one of the best matches ever in terms of like just put it on. Let people react to it because the chops in that are unlike anything ever. It's like grotesque. The way the sound, there's a few times where Joe actually looks like he's just like he's ready yeah. to end it, you know. Please, God, finish the match. There's one moment where he takes out, he gets some like he cuts off Kabashi and he goes over to the ropes and like, leans on them. And brother, like the amount of pain in that dude's fucking system at that point, <laughs> it's in, it is truly incredible. Yeah, that match is uh. Is that the first time you've seen it, Dukes? Or no, I've seen just, it like five yeah. times. I love that match. It's it's tremendous. Um, okay, here's another thing I want to do. I'm position time prepared for this. So we did our favorite things, and I want to ask you guys this because I think this is a fun game to play. So myself, my brothers, and a pal, we are in the midst of coming up with, and this will not surprise any of you, a TW master plan of sorts. Right? Mm-hmm. Sounds on brand, right? I want your guys' help on this. So the way we're going to do this is we're going to be a booking committee and our territory will be shaped by the following rules. Each of us will pick 
two folks from AEW and WWE, respectively, so four overall for each of us. And the one criteria is you have to really be interested in the idea of booking them. The idea of it is interesting. If I said to you, what's your ideas of this guy? You'd have a bunch, you know, like you're into the idea of using them in a way maybe different to how they use or just recreating it. It could be either way. So we're going to have two slots. So what I wanted to do was I thought it would be fun to basically use the same concept here on the late night crew. And the question is as simple as a millionaire is coming to you and saying, we've bought, you know, MLW. It doesn't have to be MLW. We've created a wrestling promotion. Let's say that. I'm going to buy out one contract for you. Okay. Now, again, rather than just doing the obvious of like Roman Reigns is the biggest star, guys that you would like to use. Bobby, I'll start with you. Who is your pick? Um, you want both of them or just one? Just do one for now. For many, you can do many promotions. We just we'll be more loose here because it's um, I'm gonna go with Kevin Owens. All right, let's talk about Kevin Owens a little bit. So Kevin Owens clearly is in a very different spot now than he was a month ago, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's very clear he's gonna be pushed and featured. Kevin Owens is an interesting place where he's been pushed on WWE team and featured for years, <clears throat> for years. But like he also feels like he can do a lot more. Yeah. Is that your thinking here, Bobby? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I almost just kind of do most of the stuff they've done with him. I just you know, commit to him being a top guy. I understand that. Up and start. Tope, what do you think about Kevin Owens' selection? Where do you stand on, on old KO at this point? Kevin Owens is the, or at, when he was Kevin Steen, was the first uh, indie wrestling that I ever watched. I think it was uh, him and, I want to say like Generico in a tag or whatever at Reseda. So, I mean, I, I've always been a huge uh, Kevin Owens fan. The the little bit of black and gold NFC that I did watch was like the earlier stuff. So I vividly remember him debuting and doing the power bomb on Sammy. Um, so I'm I'm all for uh, Kevin Owens being pushed as one of the top guys. It's interesting too because Owens is one of the very few guys who the loose WWE fan who likes the more entertainment showy stuff really fucks with Kevin Owens because he's so funny and mm -hmm. outgoing and entertaining. But also like the hardcore wrestling fan <laughs> with their like Ring of Honor cap on loves Owens. You know, he's very unique now. There's very few wrestlers that I could even compare in that sense. So he's very um special in that regard. Dukes, where do you stand on Kevin Owens? Yeah, he rules because he can do anything at like an elite level. Like face heel, comedy, serious, like mm -hmm. he can any type of angle. He's just like a jack of all trades, top top guy. Absolutely, very versatile, very very versatile. Manny, where do you stand on KO at this point? Where are you at on on uh, uh, on, on Owens? Shrug of the shoulders. There. There. <laughs> I'll just make him use his old move set again and change his name. If he was a my master. god, <laughs> I know. So I don't know if he. I, I know he doesn't like the champ, but I'll try to bring back Kill Steen Kill. Yeah, I would just want to see him do the Steenalyzer and do all these crazy moves where he just looks like he kills people. Got bad knees, man. You know, <laughs> shoulders, knees. Yeah, I'll send him to. I'll send him to Columbia to get his knees fixed with with Ray. <laughs> it's fucking rules that Bob's first pick got this reaction from Manny. Three and a quarter. Yeah, he's okay. He's fine. That works. Manny, I'll go to you. Who is your, you know, millionaire comes to you, so we're going to buy out one contract for you, Manny. Who you, who you going with? Who's your pick? I'm going to go with uh, Takeshita. The generational 
Kanosuke Takeshita. We just talked about him an awful lot. I'm going to have to reinforce think... those ropes, though. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think he's going to end up as like a, a genuine mainstay top guy for AEW? Oh, yeah. The way he talks about AEW, uh, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised if he goes back and tells DT, like, man, I'm, this is going to be my part-time home and America's going to be my full-time home now. And it kind of feels like he, like, there's so much on the table for him there, right? It's like such an opportunity. Because I know yeah. people, I know people are freaking out that they're saying, oh, no, he's going back to uh, going back to uh, Japan. He's not coming back. I'm, I think he's only going back for a month. And he's doing a whole, he's doing a year excursion and he's only done three months of it. So um, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, He'll be a really interesting one. It popped me. And when Monty posted that Meltzer clip, uh, quote, that was fucking hilarious. Man. Oh, the one for that. I don't know what kind of thing Meltzer's on right now about hating AEW. I don't know if Tony Khan's anything <laughs> about his calls. Well, he just worries, man. It's Daisy. He's like, he just worries about everything. He had like, this line where he was like, he goes, you know, talking about Discovery, and he goes, it's been a, if you're an AEW fan, it's been a bad week. I don't know, man. Then the next day, all the stuff comes out that HBO and Warner love it. They love them, and then everybody was getting scared because the like Colts Dave said, and it's just like, like Dave, what are you talking about? Like, it's like HBO, and they all love them. I just love the idea, like AEW fans don't watch the shows; they just like check in on the latest with Discovery. Like, oh, bad week. <laughs> See if we bounce back next time, boys. It's, it's, it's pretty wild. And um, I think the one thing too with Kester, I think it was. Uh, Takagi, the one that runs DT, I think he yeah. said that he wants got like people like Maki Ito and Yuka. I mean, Yuka already has a contract, but yeah. to sign with AEW and same thing with uh, Takeshi. Mm-hmm. So they because they already done everything they could in DT and just have them come back for big shows. So it makes the promotion look great, right? It just yeah. does. So um, <clears throat> no, I definitely think there's there's something said for it. Dukes, where do you stand on Takeshi as the uh, as Manny's pick here? He should be like the top guy in Ring of Honor. Yeah, mm. I tend to agree with you because he's like, he feels like he fits, but he's also fresh and exciting rather than it being like a nostalgia thing, you know. Yeah, I don't think that, that TNT TNT champ, but who's that? Like, like, go ahead, go ahead. I would just say I feel like there's a lot of people that could be that right now. Yeah, it's more that's a loaded kind of lion, right? Um, who's that like ideal? Like core, let's say six, like three baby faces, three heels for Ring of Honor. Like Takeshita's a baby face, right? You could honestly say the baby faces are locked in because it's probably Claudio, Takeshita, and Joe in our minds. Mm-hmm. Who are the heels? Like, do you say, so is it lethal? Is it who the fuck? Who are we doing? Because Gresham's gone. It's well, no wingman's workhorseman. <laughs> what do we think, Bobby? Have you got any names? Um, no, it's it's tough to find like kind of a heel further down the card that can go over there. I mean, maybe that's what they're doing with like this trust busters thing. They're gonna go over there. Um yeah, they see guys like that. that could maybe factor in over there. Um <laughs> Is that a bit? Yeah. That's what I was wondering earlier, because everyone seems to really like them and I don't want to tell anyone that they shouldn't like them, but uh you know Who the... likes them. <laughs> a lot of people on my timeline are popping for them, man. Perverts? I pop in for them. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> like, uh, I himself in. It's so much better when Tony Khan says he loves this group. Like, who was who there at the tapings and asked Tony Khan if he loves this group? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, they just wrestled a whole bunch of job guys. And then yeah. Sonny Kiss, Kiss might be added to the group, too. It's just like, 
such a weird group, even with Stokely. Like, these are like a weird band of misfits that Tony Khan's. I got mad, bro. When Stokely walked into that fucking gun club deal, I got like actively <laughs> mad. I was like, she can they just be off for one week? <laughs> Stoke, like, I like the Ethan Page one. I'm, I, I like for like the gun club. Come on. I don't know. I'm I sure it's fun. The Ethan Page one kind of confused me, but at the same time, like, what is Lee Moore already going to do? Because he took that card and hasn't been back on TV. Mm-hmm. I feel like we would see Lee Moore already going with Stokely to every pick, but we haven't. Yeah. I kind of hope the Gun Club actually like, turns him down because we haven't seen that happen yet. I just would – the boy of the Gun Club just aren't on for a while, you know? Or they can just appear, you know? Like, if they were not on TV for the next month, would anyone in the world be like, wait, the Gun Club? You know what? I think the Gun Club will be great on NXT 2.0. You know? Bro, now you're talking my language. You know? That's good shit, man. I like that. That's more like it. That's now we're, now we're cooking here. Okay. Um, Tope, anything on anything else on Takesh? I know we talked about him for a stretch here, but anything else on him as Manny's first pick? No, nothing new. I mean, great yeah. first pick. Uh, can fill pretty much any role on the roster. So. There you go. Um, all right. Chopin, let's stick with you. Who are you taking in this fantasy scenario? Um, I have it between two, I guess. So I'll go Swerve as my first. Mm-hmm. I think he can, he can literally do it all. He's one of the most charismatic people in wrestling. He's incredible in ring. I think he has w- one of the the top ceilings as far as like star potential crossover goes. So I agree totally. I love the pick, but it does appear that we have some business to deal with. So I will circle back to that, but uh, we have a news bulletin to cover here. We have a tweet from at confirm shoot. (laughs) I just saw it. Who is offered officially on Twitter directly to, to Monty? He has offered Bob O'Neill for Manny in a direct one for one trade. Um, Bob is talking about some sort of buyout. I'm not going to read that because that's despicable. I'm my hat right now. I'm getting drafted. There you go. There you go. There you go. Bob, your comment. Yeah, you know, kind of like I said, uh, I hope Monty's ready to pay a buyout so I can just be free to sign elsewhere. Um, no real interest in going there. Where? Where you going? Wrestling Inc.? Yeah. Well, I can't see the picture with shoot where he's pointing at me. And I'm just like, that'd be good. That'd be very good. I'm now wondering Bob's free agency, imagine what that looks like, you know? <laughs> Bob shows like he sounds like a show reel of him just in the just in the corner free. <laughs> Bob O'Neill joins Deadlock. I feel so bad with real route sometimes because you you now you're on my side of Twitter sometimes. Yeah. And I just see people like dunking on you. I'm just like Hey, Bob's a good guy, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. Bob's awesome. <laughs> Sometimes, Bob, you'd agree. Sometimes you set yourself up for a dunk, right? You oh, yeah. stand under the rim, dangerously close. I'm like, guys, it's a bit. It's always a bit. Why would we keep putting out the same bit in a row? I'm like, because it's funny. I don't know why. I don't want to tell you guys. It just, honestly, people take everything so seriously. Like, I tweeted last night, why Anthony Henry, you pieces of shit? And someone was like, he's a jobber. I was like, <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like, there's just a joke. Like, and, and explain it to me, you know. That was my bad. I retweeted your tweet, and then like, yeah. I, I feel, I feel so bad now when I retweet people's tweets, and it's just like they get dunked on. I'm just like, I, I couldn't agree Dude. with them. 
there was a fucking old man who quoted me with ceilings exist or something like that. And he looked like he was like 80. He tweeted oh, from an iPad. I know who you're talking about. I know. Yeah. It wasn't he's, always, always arguing with, he's always arguing with me over what contract tampering is. Fucking <laughs> 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 old man tweeting on his iPad, for goodness sakes. You know, what's going on out there? It's craziness, Bobby. It's craziness. It is. Anyway, let's go back to Topaz's pick because it was a very good pick. <laughs> I love me some Swerve. Um, I agree with what you said. He he does tick all the boxes. I think he's really going to be unlocked as a heel when he gets there eventually, which I think is, you know, not that far away. I don't think this reign is going to be like a, you know, forever run or anything like that. So I think he'll eventually get there. Um, he's one of my favorite picks. I like it a lot. Bobby, where do you stand on Swerve at this point? Now that yeah, he is a great pick. Um, I don't know that either WWE or AW has really unlocked his full potential yet. I think we'll kind of see that more over the next year, like you were just talking about. But, uh, yeah, really solid pick. I think uh, sky's the limit for him. I think he's had, like, a good run in AEW. I get what you mean, but, like, he's had a pretty steady run, right? Like, he's yeah. he's, he's in a nice spot. I think I think the Keith team has actually been a really clever way to, like, not let them kind of, um, you know, to not let them get overwhelmed by how many guys are on the roster. It's allowed them to be their own thing and be special, so... I've liked that usage. Dukes, where do you stand on on the, the fellow with free in his name? Uh, I can't wait till he's like a heel singles guy. Yeah. Because he's so like mean. He's such a dick when he's like a, yeah. a, a heel. Like that Athena match that you watched on Twitch. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's, like, a, he's horrible, he's a, right? He's amazing. Yeah. yeah great wrestler. Um, that match was really cool. I mean, that's on our uh, – that's on our Patreon, which you can upload that without getting sued or anything. So if you haven't seen that, check it out. You can even, you know, watch it without me if you like. But he's actually, like, really well wrestled and, like, really smartly put together. And to Duke's point, it's like, not only is Swerve a dick, but there's this certain, like, demeanor he has that is, like, really, really subtle for a wrestler in a way that we're not used to in wrestling. Like, he's an asshole, but in a very he's kind like of patronizing dismissive. way. Yeah. yeah, he's dismissive. Exactly, yeah. He's, it's, it's good shit. Um, Manny, where do you, where are you on Swerve at this point, pal? Swerve's awesome. I, I feel like he would be great for like ROH, but at the same time, I feel like he's too big for ROH, which is yeah. kind of like a weird kind of situation. Because uh, also, Swerve said in his unrestricted pot today, where he wasn't even supposed to be a Keith Lee's tag partner. It's supposed to be somebody else, but then that person got hurt, and then that's the role he's in now. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder who it was. So I Wait, wonder... someone else was supposed to be with Keith? Yeah, someone else was supposed to be with Keith that has history with him. Top dollar? <laughs> I don't know. So I was just like, what would Swerve be doing right now if he wasn't on, if he wasn't a tag team champ? If that was the big plan. Swerve's so... really interesting because he came in. Like, his second week, he wrestled Ricky and lost. Like, he, like I'm not in a negative way, but it's just so interesting how they booked him, right? Well, I think there was a reason why that happened, but... Yeah, me too. Which was one of those things that our pal Hangman tweeted and got the shit kicked out of him. Because he, he tweeted, it was probably like a political thing. Yeah. And everyone was like, you motherfucker, there's no politics in wrestling. Check the like tweets, bro. You know, it's like, no, it's nothing deep. He's just saying, it's a way to tell the roster we're not forgetting about you guys. You know, you're still important to us. It was... It was very obviously that, but um, yeah, I don't know. Bruce, he says Shane Taylor, but Shane would still, Shane would have come in afterwards. There's no interest in Shane, unfortunately, from AEW at all, it seems. So I don't think it was Shane. Um, yeah, the spaces. Yeah, well, there's a lesson to be learned there. 
hope you heard that, Bob, if you want that wrestling gig. Um, yeah, I don't know. Bob, did you ever get offered to team with Keith Lee? Uh, no, I did not. I'm still waiting, you know, keep my options open in case it ever pops up, but uh, no. Has Triple Pull reached out yet? I can't discuss that. Wait, Give us what, something. What are these wrestlers? Can we, does it have to be an active wrestler? Well, how inactive are you talking, Manny? I'm going to take Nigel and just make him a wrestler at it. Force him to be a wrestler. <laughs> I think, based on the fact that he is like aggressively told Billy's done, I thought that would be a bad idea, but you know. There was an incredible deal where he at one point tweeted that like he thinks he would die if he got back in the ring and Roddy Strong was like, let's go. <laughs> like, just wasn't wasn't moved by this at all. Was that works? That's fine. Let's do it. I guess um, you're not into it like Rick, man. Rick would have... Rick, we saw Rick do it. Did you guys? I know everyone's sort of headline about him passing out. Did any of you guys read the whole story? It's one of the craziest things. Rick Flair said that he had decided he wanted to weigh 219 pounds on the night of the match. So he began to, he stopped hydrating to get his weight down. Like he was fucking in like the UFC. But he's telling this story and he's like, yeah, you know, I stopped hydrating so I could be 219. So anyway, I weighed in at 217. It's like, wait, what? Like you cut to, he just didn't hydrate, and he actually the exact quote he said was, "I just didn't realize how important it would be for me to be hydrated." <laughs> Respect, bro. Did you see the kick that he got today? He no. said, "Congratulations, you didn't die, motherfucker." <laughs> I, don't I saw that he said that he regrets calling it his last match, which is. <laughs> A level of art that, like, it wasn't just called. He's like, like the whole show was called Ric Flair's Last Match. It's kind of yeah. pivotal part of the promotion, you know. You knew that was coming, though. I honestly, I'll be real with you. Call me, maybe I'm naive, but I, I thought even he would know it was over after that. Brand, he looked I don't, I don't think he'll wrestle another one, but yeah. No, that's huh. the thing. Like, my first pick was going to be Ric Flair, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go with that. <laughs> Because if, if Rick Flair's drawing that many people for his match, I'm like, man, imagine how many people will come for multiple Rick Flair. I could just do what Noah's doing with Mudo. I, I definitely think you – I think there's a, a massive flaw to the logic you just used. I feel quite the opposite would happen where people have now seen it and be like, actually, no more. <laughs> By the way, Comrade's starting a territory. Did you guys see this? No. Mm-hmm. Comrades, he's brought he's bought the rights and he's like gonna he's, he's filed the copyright. He's gonna have a territory. It looks like. Oh, so he's actually gonna come with? Cause I know he said that he didn't want he had any interest because it was like weird. Changed his mind, brother. Is it Texas, Bob? Uh, yes. Texas. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was Joe Blanchard's uh, territory. Joe fucking Blanchard's territory, brother. There you go. That's, that's, that's the territory that last week on the green. Wait, I yeah, told the story. Blanchard's dad, right? Yeah, and as the territory last week on the grid, I told the story about they used to have the Spanish announcer next to the English announcer, and they would just bleed over the top of each other. You know, you know that's the San Antonio uh, territory. Oh yes, Manny, I do know. <laughs> Live correspondent for WrestlePurist.com. Yeah, I just have like a Russell Pierce slash like late nine green, just be like, hey guys, how was this? You, like, you so you're weird. Aware, like, you'll actually get credential for that if you want it, right? Like, that's the thing. You absolutely. There's no one else who's going to go cover that shit, man. You could do it. You'd be like the local correspondent. Um, that fucking rules. Anyway, Topa, you was in the middle of saying something. I cut you off to tell the Joe Blanchard story. Did, you, did I halt something there? What was you? What was you saying? I forget. Uh, I just, I just said TWF when you brought up the oh, yeah. Texas. Yeah, well, you know, 
Rest in not, peace. Not all grinners are so, you know, so keen on giving you guys the content you deserve. You know what I mean? It's difficult. You know, it's hard. Leave the memories alone. Yeah, Bob can speak to that. Bob was part of that. Shoots in the chat, but he's getting called out on here. God, could you imagine this? Could you imagine Manny getting credentialed for this fucking promotion? <laughs> And just tweet like that match sucked. Like, just no, like no any color to it. Just that match sucked. If, if they did like the with uh, Batu and Alexander, I would have been storming. I'd be like, if you knew there was be no finish, why did you even book the match? I'd have been like getting in their face, like, you know, you wasted 15 minutes of my time just like reviewing a match that you oh, know fucking did. I've been so mad. Yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a deal. I'm looking forward to covering some of that whole shit. Sounds like my kind of deal. Anyway. Um, Leo is an interesting one for Keith Lee's partner. But Leo, when did Leo leave? Someone help on this. He when was the timeline? He left after the uh, Swole thing. Which was January, right? Yeah. And Keith well, came in in February, so yeah. that might have been a thing they penciled in. And maybe, that might be it, actually, because I don't know what else it would be, to be honest with you. And Bob said it wasn't him, so... We can run out. All right, so Manny took Takeshita. Bobby took Kevin Owens. Is that all we've done so far? I, I'm very. Uh, that's all we've done, right? Swerve. Right? You just yeah. took Swerve. We just took that Swerve. Thank you, Swerve. Dukes, <laughs> you're up next, pal. Who you got? Uh, Jay White. The Switchblade, the knife yeah. pervert himself. Yeah. Jay um, White, Bobby. Have you seen any Jay White yet? Um, I've seen him, you know, when he's been in AEW. That's about it. Bits aside, I think he's fine. Like, I know we uh, rail on Jack Crosby for, yeah. you know, liking him as much as he does, but you do. yeah, he's 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 fine though. He's a good pick. I think he's still fairly. Isn't he under thirty as well? Yes. Um, yeah. Dukes, please now kick the shit out, Bob, with him framing fine. your pick as fine. Fine is disrespectful. That bit, the bit he does in the, with these clap crowds is the fucking best thing I've ever seen in my life. They were he was trying to get them to chant for Sonata, like they would have anyway if they could, if they could, you know, yell. But it's one of the most like amazing things I've ever seen. He cut a promo on like the little belt holder during the yeah. scrum. He's he's amazing. And he like when he when they wasn't doing it, he was like screaming at him like stand for something. <laughs> he was a fucking gladiator. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Yeah. He's, so he's incredible. Manny, where are you out on? Because I it wouldn't surprise me if you wasn't a big Jay White fan, but I'm not sure. Where do you stand on, on Switch Blade, Manny? If we have Jay White in our territory, we have to limit his matches to like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I think that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. But he's great in those matches. Yeah. But yeah, besides, he, besides that, he's gonna be awesome in our territory. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be the we gotta worry about if he becomes too cool. Besides that. I'm ready to roll with him. Him, him, and Take- oh, I don't know if he's gonna want to wrestle Takeshita here in America. He's probably, he's probably like, oh man, I'm gonna come to America and man, I gotta wrestle another another Japanese <laughs> or they're gonna beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Be a hell of a match, though. So, Faye, how much uh, Jay White have you seen, bro? Uh, not much. Uh, similar to Bob, just mostly the AEW stuff. Um, I did see, was it this year or last year, the Wrestle Kingdom promo? Um, where he's um, just like the one where he that, falls out of the chair at the end. Yeah, when where he's that? like, maybe that was two years ago. I don't, I don't know when that was, but that was up. like, that was my introduction to him, pretty much. Like I've, I heard the name before that, but I hadn't really seen him, and that completely sold me on him. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, he's a hell of a promo. Um, I really think he's one of the most complete guys in the industry. I love the pick because what's so interesting about Jay White is people know him, right? He's not like an, a complete unknown, but if you was the, the American promotion that signed him, you could absolutely frame him as like your guy. Because to a lot of the audience, he would be your guy. Like, obviously, look, New Japan is one of the great promotions ever. It's historic. But to a lot of the audience, if, you know, if he showed up on AEW next week and stayed there for the next rest of his career, he's an AEW guy. Like, that's just the way the US audience will look at it. Um, so in that sense, he's really intriguing. He gives you great promos. He has an amazing look. Um, he's fucking cool, as Manny said. And there's very few guys in wrestling that honestly earn that. But I think he is cool. And his matches are great. I agree with Manny, maybe we don't need to go 40 minutes, but that many guys were having to go 40 minutes. So that's I, I think Jay White is uh is very, very strong pick. Very strong. Bobby, now that you've dismissed everyone else's picks and called them fine, um, I would like a second name from you if you, you do not mind, Bob. Um it's kind of a safe pick, but I think I'll just go with Ricky Starks. Um yeah. you know, I think he's a guy that a lot of people see a lot more in than we've uh, seen so far. I mean, that could change now. He's in kind of a singles feud. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a guy with another high ceiling. Uh, you know, he's young. He uh, has, you know, the TV experience, and uh, people connect with him, man. Have you got Ricky, Bob, personally, deep in your heart? Have you went and penciled him for a WWE Universal title run? <laughs> I could see it someday. The big blue, as we call it in the industry. Yeah. It is blue now, isn't it? It is. That'd be interesting. I think Ricky, we all agree on Ricky. Right? We talked about Ricky earlier. We all co-sign Ricky. Yeah, yeah, we're cool with it. Wait, do you want him as a heel or a face? Bobby? Um, honestly, probably heel. But so I haven't got... seen a lot of him as a face. Well, um, are we doing two each, face and heel, or just one one Doesn't matter. Just let it play out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, you've got some big matches there. Um, Ricky's... Look, I think everyone agrees on Ricky. As Manny said earlier, there was a little bit of pushback, but I think at this point everyone agrees. My pick is the host, Demon Green. I was just letting you know, letting the lads take charge here. But uh, my pick, honestly, would probably be Daniel Garcia at this point, who mm. I'm just blown away by. You guys probably could tell listening to the shows. like He's a guy who I liked. I could tell he was a good wrestler, and there was people that I really respected that told me he's great. Um, but I think in the last three months will be my timeline just rough estimate in my head i think he's transformed into like a just spectacular performer i mean i i'm clearly the high man in his promos i just think he's a fucking good he, to me he's a shit talker you know i don't worry about how clean his delivery is or how you know performative it's like he feels to me like someone who is natural at talking shit and getting into in fights and when you combine that with the technical skill I think this, this guy's the limit. So Garcia will be one of my first picks. Yeah, I think he's very, very special. Um, I guess we'll talk about him for you know while we're doing this here. Uh, Tope, where have, you know, where have you felt about kind of my perceived at least Garcia um, evolution, so to speak? Uh, Garcia is uh, one of those guys uh, very similar to <laughs> <laughs> um, very similar to as as I mentioned Starks and Hobbs earlier. And kind of seeing the seeing them get in the get into the promotion and seeing the progression of them, uh, I was always big on Garcia because he he just has this like kind of natural intensity. Yeah, it's it kind of it's it's different, but in a way it kind of reminds me of Moxley. Um, in that like when Daniel Garcia is 
in the ring or going to the ring, like he's going to beat you up. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, that's one thing that like, while every wrestler can't be that and there needs to be variety, that's one of my favorite things in wrestling. So. And I also love the way that he can, he passes that test, right? I was talking earlier this week about there are some guys you put the belt on them, you see it and you go, I'm not sure. Well, in the same way, there are some guys you put in with a top guy like Moxley and you just say, it ain't, it ain't quite right. When Garcia gets in there with top guys, it's like, oh, he steps his game up and that intensity levels up even for him. The matches he had with Eddie, the matches he had with Mox, the second Mox match in California was fucking insane. So I absolutely agree. Also, one other thing before we throw this one around. This is a small thing, how good he is at Twitter, because I don't want to overemphasize, overemphasize Twitter. What I will say is Daniel Garcia is a very interesting reflection of, like, online culture, like, memeing and being a hater and, like, all this shit in a way that is probably more important than an old head like me quite appreciates. Like, I think people would, that don't watch wrestling could enjoy his shit on social, which is important, I guess, right? I think he's the one that created... Uh... The dog, the dog man. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he definitely made that like a wrestling thing. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. He also said it in the promo, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he said it on like an actual wrestling promo to you, and like stood up. He's he's really fun personality, man. Bob, where are you out on uh, on Garcia? Yeah, I think he's great. Um, you know, I I've enjoyed watching him a lot more since he's been kind of featured more. Like he was kind of directionless there for a while, but now. Yeah. Uh, the stuff he's been in has really been hitting and I think it's helped him out quite a bit. Um, and yeah, the online stuff, it does add just, it's a small thing, like you said, but it does add something. I do think like, I've, I'm not big on like, but judging, you know, a ton on it, but I do think when it's at his level of, he's like actually funny on there. Yeah. It is an asset. Like I think it's part of the scam report, so to speak. Um, Manny, where are you at on Red Death, Daniel Garcia? Fucking awesome. Red Death. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you shook your head like man is this the fucking guy right i here? remember when people were telling me like because i knew who he was because the indies and stuff like that yeah. you know people were like well, why is this guy getting so much tv time why is this guy doing this i'm like he's a hooper bro i don't know what to tell you like, you're, <laughs> you're not seeing you're not seeing it on tv but man he's just so awesome and, like i just wish like i was saying the same thing about yuda if you guys just see how they were on the indies they'll be so over on tv and now they're little by little Defeat after defeat, each guy started showing their personality and more they can handle. And the thing with uh, uh, Garcia that most technical wrestlers don't show is emotion. Like when I want, like when I see technical wrestlers, I want them to be like Kurt Angle when he's having like an ankle lock, just like taking off his like straps and just yelling, screaming, just like "f you, f you." Like he always does. Like that's what Garcia does when he has like a sharpshooter. He's yelling at you. He's like. We saw we saw it in the unit match in the Ring of Honor show. Even after in the post scrum where he scared Jay Shell's mom, you know, just like that's just the kind of guy I want, like a technical wrestler with like all this intensity that he has. That I don't know if any of you guys listen to him on Jericho's podcast, but Jericho asked him to describe his style. <clears throat> to your point, Manny, he actually said, "Yeah, he's not a technical wrestler." Yeah, he was like, "I'm emotion is my thing. The best way I can portray emotion is technical wrestling." Which is why he makes such a point of his facial expressions, and he put so you. That's absolutely what he's going for. Um, yeah, so that's a real thing, one hundred percent. Dukes, where are you at on on Garcia? Yeah, he fucking rules. Uh, him and Yuta is gonna be like a forever type of thing. 
Yeah. They're like soulmates in the fucking mm-hmm. ring. They work perfectly yeah. together and either dynamic too. Cause at Death Before Dishonor, Garcia was the heel in the pure rules match, and that was a great match. But their hour long draw, mm-hmm. Yuta was the heel. That match is fucking awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Um intrigued by your guys' take on this. Is Lee the worst wrestler of the three, or is booking what's happened there? No, no the, thing with, the thing with Moriarty, what happened was he's he was lacking the 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 physical aspect of the sport. Like he like everything he did didn't look like it like it hurt. Like if you look at Garcia and Yuta, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, their strikes look hard. They they look like they don't give a fuck out there. You uh, Moriarty, he's just out there smiling. I'm like he doesn't have the edge that the other guys have. Even Hook, because I know he's like they're in that little group Hook and mm-hmm. he doesn't even have what Hook has. And Hook's out there like punching people, suplexing people, and he has that cool name Diablo Wapo. It's just like this guy has everything, and it's just like <laughs> Lee. Lee comes out there with this cool uh, lucha mask, and he, he takes it off, and he's smiling. He doesn't have that edge. It's important to note before we go any further in this. I think we all agree Lee's yeah. fucking really good, right? We're just we're comparing him to you know these other guys. A year ago, when he started doing stuff on the C shows, I remember talking about him on the distraction, and someone someone messaged me and was like, "He's stuff's too loose." Mm-hmm. And I, I I then watched it through that lens, and I was like, "I get it." The point that was made to me was for TV, that stuff is like way more apparent, you know, like. His stuff on TV doesn't make the same sound that someone else's does, or same like, and that is a problem. I agree. I think I will say though, to his credit, the Sidell match is the best he's ever done in that regard. He was laying his shit in. So the, the the best example of is it of it is when you watch him with Danielson, like yeah. it was just like it wasn't even the same league compared to what he's done with the other mm. guys. Same thing with Punk. You no, know, like the uh, Garcia and Yuta and Yuta took it to Punk. Yeah. Wait, did they, did Yuta wrestle with uh, Punk? I don't think so. Garcia and him had a fucking yeah. great match. I don't think yeah, Gar- Garcia took it to Punk, and Punk's the top guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when Lee did it, just you know, it is what it is. Just I, you guys may have seen. I watched this match on Twitch. It was good, but I really struggled with that part of it. Um, Topo, where do you stand on the comparison of Lee to? Again, we all think Lee's really good. It's just compared to those other guys. Where do you stand on this, Topo? Yeah, for me, it's he's kind of just. He's he lacks something in his. I don't know if it's presentation. I don't know if it's like you guys are saying. If he he needs to just be a little bit more physical, but like something just didn't necessarily click. And I felt the same way about um, about Yuta when I when I first saw him. But then yeah. as as I saw him more, it just like in, I don't know if something changed or if it was just the way that I watched him. But mm-hmm. it definitely clicked, and I've I've just yet to have that with him. I still like Lee, and I I think he's a a great like up and coming wrestler and everything. But I don't necessarily have the same feelings towards him as I do others in that group. He's I will say he's a great candidate now that he's turned heel for the Ring of Honor spot we were talking about earlier, being one of the top heels. I think that'd be a big benefit to him learning from a guy like Claudio, a guy like Joe, um, and that would help him a lot. So. That's an interesting scenario to kind of kick around. Uh, I will say I agree with you totally about Yuta. I didn't really get the Yuta thing until they started putting him in an angle. Because I, I thought his work was pretty loose. Too. I, mean, I could tell he was good, but I didn't, he didn't pop for me in any way. And then he was given an angle and he kind of, you know, he flourished and he got over, which is the most important thing. So it would be nice to see Lee get something similar 
The Stokely thing is different, but it could work. Um, or where are you at on, on Young Lee at this point? Yeah, I'm kind of with Tope right now. Like, he's just, he's missing something. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe if he's in an actual program and, like, is featured more, that could help. But, like, he's just not where those other two are right now. And that's fine. I mean, you know, there's plenty of time to get there. But, yeah, just as it stands right mm-hmm. now, he's just, he's, he's a, he's in third of the three. Dukes, anything else on that front, mate? Yeah, he's in third, but it's not like a discredit to him. It's more just like how good yeah. the other two are. I would agree. The other two are pretty special. Uh, as you said, that's a forever feud. So yeah. I'm sure Lee will figure it out. He's a very, very talented guy. Um, all right. This, uh, you know what? We're nearly three hours here. We've all given a name. So let's not, let's not do another name. I know I put you guys on the spot here. Um, let's close with this. All right. You had a good name, too. Yeah. Yeah, sir. Where's this close? Well, let's do it quick, round. Let's do it quick. I feel bad now. Let's go quick. Bob, you did your second name, didn't you? Did Bob do yep. your second name? I did start. Right. Um, Manny, who was your second name? Carl Anderson. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> well, we, have make, we have to make it look like a New Japan ring. Yeah, bright lights, brother. Mm-hmm. Tope, who was your second name? <clears throat> Julie. Good call. Dukes, mm-hmm. yours? At Helico. Okay, tremendous. Good job, boys. All right. Let's close with... One thing that you would like to see adjusted, changed, different in wrestling as we move forward. I mean, we all agree wrestling is really exciting right now. There's a lot of things to like and enjoy and be excited about. But if I said to you, there's one thing you can control and change and make sure is different in a month's time, six months' time, a year's time, what would you go in and kind of um, adjust accordingly? Bob, I will start with you. What would you like to fix or adjust, so on and so forth? Oh, man. Um I think really just the first things that pop in my head, like from WWE perspective, just kind of balance the rosters a little bit better. Um, yeah. You know, we, we talked about Raw and SmackDown, how one is kind of been a lot better than the other. Um, you know, AEW is pretty basic. I think just kind of feature the women more. You know, they put them in a different time slot last week, and I thought the tag match was excellent. Um, crowd was really into it, and it's just, you know, kind of finding a way to get more women kind of to that level. And I think that's just with reps. And, uh, yeah, just those are just first two things that popped in my head. I like it. Young Dukes, what do you reckon? What would you like to see change? What would you like to see evolve, adjust, so on and so forth? I'll do from like an AEW perspective because that's mm-hmm. all I really watch. So yeah. we talk about it a lot, but like the letting things breathe on TV, like after an angle or something like that, just give it a second. Like let Hobbs stand over Starks for like another 30 seconds or something and, you know, get the crowd like really heated at him, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's one of my big ones for AEW. I, I think you guys know I would like them to kind of just focus on less TV-wise overall. You know, like I, I said this earlier, and I don't know how practical it is, but it's what I personally try to employ. The, the idea that if I wouldn't put them on an AEW pay-per-view, they need to have an angle or feud on TV. I don't really think so, because I think you have so many guys that can be on pay-per-view, right? Like, I think you can limit your feuds to those guys, but... That's one. One other thing on AEW that Joe brings up, I'll say before I forget it. Um, they could definitely improve their like pomp and circumstance, right? AEW, like some cool sets, some some stuff that's kind of um, you know more expansive, which I think they've kind of struggled with. Um, Tope, what comes to mind for you, man? What, what would you like to see change, evolve? Uh, I would like to see Eddie Kinson as the world champion. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Um, uh, actually, uh, it's similar to the the sets uh, idea, and I know it's a, a bit with Bob about uh, amusement parks and all that. But I I would like like watching that Mall of America night show. Like I would love if we got like something that was unique and new, and it made like. Yeah. Something that doesn't feel like, oh, it's Wednesday at the only reason I know the city is because they mention it a couple times, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I even think, I just find aesthetically, like, mainstream wrestling is just so kind of cookie cut now, right? Like, even in the, um, this is a weird thing to care about. This would pop up our backup hangman, but even, like, the color schemes of these shows, everything's so, like, just like, of course, it's that way, you know. <laughs> like, you fucking some of those old WCW rings, like blue with a yellow <laughs> fucking logo, and it's like, I know that stuff's kind of hammy. You don't have to do that. It's 2022, but it does feel like there's certain things that would just make the product pop a little bit more, and they've not really employed those. So, there's some aesthetic things that are intriguing for sure. Um, there's a lot of Ring of Honor talk in the chat. One of my main things, is I just hope that in six months, Ring of Honor is like rolling because. I think it's great that we have Raw and AEW and SmackDown and Rampage and Dynamite and all this stuff. But it would be nice if there was just like a nice little, you know, start, nice little wrestling show going on for me to enjoy in the midst of all this chaos. Anyway, Manny, what are you, what are you changing about wrestling here? If you could control one thing, fix one thing, what are you thinking? Oh, shit, Rampage is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you uh, sounded genuinely hurt when you said that. I agree, man. It's a bummer. Like, I, would, I mean, I wouldn't make it. My my thing was I'll make it two hours on a better time, and uh, and God, uh, I'll God. Tony Khan just takes many immediately. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, my friend trying to be a if I can be his reference for a job. My there. God, look at him go! He's <laughs> and uh, so the territory. Like, I, good. What I would do is just like I'll make it live, and I know that nobody's gonna want to be like, well, "What's another AEW show?" Like two weeks old. I don't know if you're gonna be able to get the kind of crowd like you'll get for a Dynamite. So maybe you just do like a 3,000 seat place, like the ECW Arena, or like that cool place PWG runs, the, the ballroom. Like run a little, like run cool little small venues like that. Or I know San in San Antonio we have the Majestic Theater where ROH used to run, and I think that fits like 2,000, 3,000 people. I love the idea. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like just do that, make it two hours, and make it like an intimate setting. You know, make it different. I'll have like. I'll do like that all elite thing, but you know how Tony Tony Schiavone had that back pillar thing where it said all Atlantic, mm -hmm. they said hey, all elite wrestling. I'll do that and make it feel more cozy. Like Same thing, yeah. Yeah, honestly, bro. Even if it wasn't going two hours, I would try to make that work somehow. You know, like even like, if you had to take Rampage in bulk to do it, I think it'd be so much cooler if it came from a different location. Hundred percent. Like, I don't think like like well, Dynamite and uh, the Hammer Sign does not make any sense. Right. But doing a rampage and a hammer sign is yeah. awesome, you know. No, like, I, oh, I agree. Mm -hmm. Renee yeah, should host that show. That'd be fucking great. Yeah, I'm actually stunned Renee hasn't done anything with them. Like it yeah. really has surprised me. Um, because I assumed she would just do something, but <clears throat> whatever. God bless. She's in the volume now. We're all going to be on the volume soon when we sell the tape library. Have you heard about this, Bob? I, Hell yeah. <laughs> where was I saw? I saw like this isn't like. But when I said about the rampage thing, it wasn't really my idea with the two thousand seat venues. But there was one guy that made a thread about it. it was so cool. Like there's like one after theater, after theater in uh, New Mexico, 
where it's in a cave and it sits like 3,000 people and they do concerts in Bro, it. Imagine Eddie Kingston versus the Butcher in a fucking cave. Could you imagine? Yeah. Samoa Joe versus Dustin Rhodes. And, it, and it's cool because the cave is like all red. So all the lights bounce off like the red rock and everything like that. It's just, yeah. Imagine AEW doing something like that. I also think this is like a. They did this for the. Remember the famous rampage with the Friday Night War? <laughs> they had the one on YouTube and then the. I also think that would be fun. Like, I'm with you, bro. Rampage was on. There was a stretch of AEW there, like start of this year, where I actually thought Rampage was the better show and it popped me more. I mean, Dynamite, I thought was kind of in a lull. Rampage is like. It's full, like, you know, Dark Elevation Plus now, right? Like, it's. This week's show is crazy. They should yeah, put someone in prison for that I, shit. Yeah, I said, man, the ball's on Tony Khan to just right. do something like that. After a whole week of everybody telling you that sucks, and you just like double down. Let's go again. Something's right. up with it, man. I'm telling you, there's something. There's a story there. I'm convinced of it. How yeah. has he gone from doing big matches to this? It's crazy. So, uh, the, the thing about that, too, I was thinking, like, well, what if he's just doing that because he's waiting for it to be, like, two hours and get more money for it? But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but you're also taking the stuff, the, the tanking, yeah. the the value of Rampage while you're holding out for two hours and more money for the show. I mean, look, let's be honest. We're all fans that are like, we're hardcore fans. And all of us are like, what the fuck's up with Rampage? <laughs> like, imagine what the normal TV viewer must be. Like, why is Ari Davari in the main event of Rampage? It's, it's weird. I, I don't know the deal. Um, all right. This has been a hell of a time, boys. This has been one hell of a time. Late Night Grin, episode 51. Um, let's give everyone a chance to plug and promote and, you know, put themselves over a little bit. So a lot of guest spots here tonight. Manny, I'll start with you. You've been on the whole time. Start with just you and I. Young Tope joined us very swiftly. He is not on camera, though, so I'll still start with you, Manny. Promote yourself. Talk some wrestle purists. Tell the people about what's coming up in terms of your feature, so on and so forth. Pal, go ahead. Well, you can read my stuff at WrestlePurist. You, can, you guys can follow me on Twitter, even though I said you can't yesterday. And it didn't matter. Some I didn't plug my Twitter, but I still got like five or six followers after. Yeah. So you can follow me at Manny Boy. I think that's my name. Manny Boy. Did you know at, at uh... Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> he's froze in the middle of promoting himself after all that. Manny, you froze. Tell a bit about your Twitter. Go ahead. You can follow me at Manny Boy 3298 at Twitter. And that's about it. You know, see clips of mid two thousands Samoa Joe matches, right? And if you see me posting New Japan clips, don't report me. Well, you know, get what you get, I suppose. Um, Bobby, tell the people about all your tweets about guns. <laughs> um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Robert O'Neill thirty one. In case you don't. Um, but, uh, you know, just real quick, I'm going to go back and watch the uh, first two hours of the show tomorrow. But really, you know, just shout out to you guys for just coming in here. And uh, it was great, man. I had a great time. Um, you know, it, it wasn't easy. There's not going to be too many times I don't think where three of us are out. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just credit to all you for just uh, stepping up. And uh, it was it was good stuff. I had a great time. Show must go on, Bobby. That's the rules. It's one rule of showbiz, brother. You know that. They tell you that over at Fightful, don't they? Dukes, promote yourself. Uh, follow Chris at my wrestling burner. We love Chris. Yeah, we do. Rough Chris but... was great. He was great when he was, he was. You know, when you can hear what I was saying, he was great. We're gonna get him back on at some point. Don't follow me, and if you want to get in the Discord, don't DM me. It doesn't work. Ask JJ. Owned. Not JJ Williams. No. 
He would yeah. be very upset if you DM him. Yeah, yeah. Double Wait, check. Do you guys stream stuff in the Discord? No, we've only done the voice gimmick like once, but I want to use it more if other people are down too. So there you go, folks. Much going on. Tope Suicida. You may not have a camera, but you've been here for much of this program. Promote yourself, pal. Uh, I think my at is underscore Tope Suicida because uh, Tope Suicida, Tope underscore super Suicida, Tope dot Suicida. They were all taken. So I had, I had to do what I had to do. Um, so follow me if you want, like, random stuff and occasional wrestling posts, I guess. I don't know. Probably don't follow me, honestly. Um, and do not DM me about the Discord gimmick, please. <laughs> he left. Yeah, Ran no, I, I, um, I didn't tell Toby Suicida that he was the head of Discord. I just announced it. <laughs> and, then he, and then he tweeted, I've left Discord. And I was like, well, <laughs> you know, you get oh, what you get, I suppose. If LFI beats the Elite next week, man, uh, just be ready for that celebration <laughs> on Twitter. God, that was an incredible 20 minutes of this show where you just like went in this sort of you just got locked in on this LFI business. I respect it. Bro, I'm just picturing like root like imagine Roosh in like 80s Texas territory just being a heel and just like scaring the people like all that. Like this is why Comrade's doing what he's doing. Roosh didn't sign yet. He's a free agent, brother. You know what I mean? Make it work. Connie, look it up. Jeff Jarrett versus Roosh with Manny in the front row of a press card in front of his head, you know, that'd be incredible. Roosh is making stuff. JJ bleed everywhere like that. Oh, yep. man. Sounds like art to me. All right, folks, in all seriousness, do follow all these gentlemen. Uh, I'll put their ads in the, the description of this post now that I know who was actually on the show. I didn't want to put it earlier because I was unsure of who would be here. Um, this has been a hell of a time. All of you gentlemen did a great, great job. This was very, very late notice, very impromptu. If you feel disrespected that I did not invite you, please know this was the most accidental mistaken thing ever uh we was i was trying to figure out something for nitro and then i just realized i had no one to be on the green and i was like do you want to be on the green so that's what we did all right so here's what it is i am a firm believer many shows we cancel on this platform every week but i think you should be able to expect the grin you know whether it's i'm there whether bob's there whatever shoot oracle hill you should be able to expect it it's a part of our week here the late night so a different night now which is very beneficial, but it's part of that week. So we hope you've enjoyed this. Support all these wonderful fellas who have, who have done a great job tonight. Um, tomorrow, I do not know if there will be a burp. Honestly, there probably shouldn't be because I'm going to just like not do anything tomorrow morning. Uh, afternoon for me, I guess. The Retire the Rankings is back. I know that. So there's stuff going on. I also may watch some matches on Twitch. So much to look forward to. Support these wonderful fellas on the screen. We hope you've enjoyed tonight. Thanks for sticking with us the whole three hours. We had like a strong number. So <clears throat> we appreciate you guys. And in the meantime, enjoy this outro. All help.